Check this out. Welcome, welcome to the LPA Big Show. Hockey sports, life for the adult athletes. Yeah. Powered by the Beer League Players Association. You better follow me. Follow us at BLPA Big Show on every social media outlet. Follow the crew on Twitter at Nicker Jones. Let's get it. Here we go. Welcome to the greatest sports show in the world. Good week, everybody. Hope everyone's had a good week. Been a couple weeks since we've been on. It's because I've been fucking busy. So before we get going, I want to tell everyone where you can find us. You can find us at the BLPA, every social media channel, even Pinterest. You can find me at Nicker Jones on all social media except Instagram because that son of a bitch still has Nicker Jones. So I'm the Nicker Jones. And this show is sponsored by the Hockey Wolf. Ow, 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 ow. Hockey Wolf, great group of folks, great group of beer leaguers, just trying to find ways to make the game more affordable. They own uh, pro shops in uh, the western part of the world, Montana and Washington, but you can also find them uh, online. They even have some special deals on BLPA stuff that we don't even have, so go check them out, hockeywolf.com. Ow, ow, ow. Now listen, we, we, we have a, a good show today. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. I got a, a fantasy question I want to ask. I want to cover uh, some things about, uh, you know, music. I talked about music last week. We're going to talk to a guy named Matt about an event called the Mustache Classic. We're going to answer, uh, try to educate you beer leaguers on a few things, especially in the business of beer league. There was a guy on in the group that had said something about, hey, the, our league director is making a million bucks, and I just want to drop some knowledge. And uh, But first, we have a, a guest co-host here, and this guy, like he's, He's been my buddy for a long time. We played a lot of hockey together. He just had, he's always refuting certain things on the show. And so he wanted to come on and refute things. I'm like, let's do it. So this is my buddy. We're going to call him, we'll just call him Limbacher. I mean, it's Jason Limbacher. But this is a guy, he doesn't really need any introduction if you know him. He's got a fucking badass beard. I just saw him at a draft experience. Well, I didn't see him. I saw pictures from a draft experience. His flow's looking good. He's also passed out standing up at a urinal before Jason Limbacher. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey, bud. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for being here first. But hey, how bad ass is it that your introduction is always going to be a guy that fell asleep standing up at the urinal? Yeah, you know, I uh, I definitely wear that uh, that experience like a like a badge of honor. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I appreciate any time someone can bring up you know the fact that I that I fell asleep standing up at a urinal. Hey, well, and, and you know why it's it's such a badge of honor because anybody can fall asleep laying down on the ground at a urinal, but falling uh, falling asleep standing up that takes some skill, bud. Yeah, yeah, I'm always trying to find you know one step harder. Than, than the norm, right? So that's that was the one step. Uh, not laying down, standing up, full asleep. So okay, that was out of draft. We're going to talk about that, and I'm going to tell you my story about uh, not me personally a urinal, but another anecdotal story about you know people at drafts, you know, doing things in urinals. And so we'll talk about that too. But first, let's tell everyone. Do you want to promote your social media? Like, do you want people to actually talk to you, or do you just want to fly under the radar? I mean, uh, I, I don't have a ton of social media presence, as you know. You can find me on Twitter. That's the one that I'm most active at. It's just at Beer League Jason. Um, so feel free to, to find me out there and um, see the silly stuff that I talk about. It, it's mostly uh, it's mostly dogging out the pre- predators are his team, but he doesn't he doesn't feel they are a, a well ran organization, and so he lets people know about it. For sure, for sure. So 
But okay, so let's talk about why, why you're on first. Like, you, obviously, we're buddies. That's why you're on. Uh, but you you have some issues with uh, some podcast things, and and you wanted to come on, and you wanted to get the story straight, and I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, since you, as you said, we've been buds for a long time. I'm a long time listener, first time co-host, long time <laughs> listener, and uh, you know, there's first there's time one, time. there's there's several times that I've I've texted you after listening to the podcast and said, hey, you know. This, this doesn't seem right, but there's one that sticks out for sure. Uh, you know, I, uh, I happened to tune in one day and you were talking to Dan. This was after Omaha, mm-hmm. uh, the Omaha decks this year, which we got to play together, which is, is always a delight when, uh, when you're on my team. So that was fun. Same, same. And uh, you, were, you were telling a story about uh, how you came to the bench. Uh, it was, I think it was either during timeout or between periods or something. Um, there was a stoppage in play. I was sitting on the bench. You were leaning on it. You looked at me and you said, "Hey, I'm feeling dangerous, bud." And uh, I said, "I said, hey, you look great, and, <laughs> and and I like I like the way you're talking. So you know, let's let's see where it goes." And and I it couldn't have been more than a minute on the ice, and you deflected one of the prettiest deflections I've ever seen in beer league. I mean, it was an absolute beauty. And I'm just here to back your story because. When you told that story, I was listening to the to the podcast, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. I, I remember it." And uh, and Dan, uh, you know, said that doesn't sound like you. And and you said, "No, no, you know, Limbacher can back me up." And Dan's first response was, "Well, how reliable is Limbacher?" So I first obviously oh. took uh, exception with that, right? That's 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 kind of a big deal. Um, but you know, I I am a reliable guy. I'm you a are. storyteller. That's, that's what I do. An if, entertainer. If you, if, if you exactly, if you guys see me at a deck, uh, you know I'm going to be telling stories because that's just what I do. Uh, so, so I believe that I, I definitely am a reliable source, and I can put this to rest. That 100% happened. I witnessed it with my own eyes. Uh, Michael Cosentino, another another friend of ours, was there as well, and, and I think he'd back up the story as well. Hey, and and listen, Cos isn't going to lie; he's a cop, all right. So, Co- right. if Cos yeah. says it, and Cos will back us up, Cos, I know you're listening. You probably got, you know, the old ladies listening, you know, let us know that, that we, that this was, listen, and my life is exciting. All right. I'm an exciting person. I do a lot of cool shit and I'm not, listen, I'm not bragging here. I'm just saying, I don't got to make up stuff uh, to make my life seem more exciting when I'm feeling dangerous, I'm fucking dangerous. Fucking dangerous, bud. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. It doesn't happen all that often. I don't, I don't just go out and tell people I'm feeling dangerous and then go fucking take a couple laps around the rink and come back to the bench that why would I do that? No. When you feel dangerous, you say, Hey, I'm feeling dangerous. And then you go do dangerous things. And that's what I'm all about. Absolutely. And, and the confidence, again, we played a lot of hockey together, but the confidence you had when you, when you looked me in the eyes and said, I'm feeling dangerous. I, I was like, hey, you're feeling dangerous, and uh, and you went out there and proved it. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I, I don't I don't say stuff, you know, just for effect. I, when I say it, I mean it, and so I meant it, and I did it, and that's. I'm glad you're here to back me up. I need I need more co-hosts like this that are here to back me up, hype me up too, man, because I'm hyped that you're here, and just you know that th- this could be the start of something great and beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love it. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. That's what I like to hear. And it, hey, listen, and I'm going to see you this weekend because we got the Cincinnati draft experience coming up. I'm super stoked about it because, listen, I love cartoons and I love hockey, and that's what the theme is, badass fucking jerseys. 
and we got we got old Frank. He's coming out. He's not even going to play goalie. He's going to play as a, as a skater, which I've only seen once in my lifetime. And you know, it's going to be a weekend. But before we talk about that weekend, let's talk about the weekend that just was. Unfortunately, I wasn't in Na- in Nashville, and I love Nashville. Nashville is a great city. Even though I almost got shot that one time in Antioch in the Walmart parking lot, that was that was scary. Um, but we moved it to a nice part of town, right? Bellevue's nicer than Antioch, right? For sure, absolutely. So we moved the tournament over there, and obviously, if you listened last week or last time, you, you heard I had COVID. COVID messed up a couple of appointments back home, and Canada healthcare, like, it's a pain in the ass. So whenever ever they were able to reschedule, I had to go and get these appointments, and they just happened to be, you know, on this Friday before this weekend, so I couldn't make it. But tell everyone a little bit about Nash. Like, what went down? Like, you live there, so maybe it's a little different for you. You don't get the full party vibe, but how was the whole tournament vibe? Yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I'll start with a little bit of a caveat. Uh, as you said, I live in Nashville, and, and I always tell people, I, I I think I've done, like, 35 or 40 of these at this point. Um, but my hometown tournament is probably my least favorite. Uh, and, and that's just because I live there, yeah. right? I got to go home. I sleep in my own bed. I don't party quite as hard. I've never fallen asleep at a urinal in Nashville. Um, so it's a little bit different for me. That being said, Nashville is an awesome city. So, uh, if you're looking to travel to a deck, obviously Nashville is a great place to come as an out of town person. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you this, we had a great time. We were, uh, at a great brewery, uh, very close to where the rink is in Bellevue. Uh, Bellevue is, as you said, a, a very nice part of, of uh, Nashville, and it's super close to downtown as well. Um, so I know we had a great time at the at the venue. Uh, you know, everybody was drinking, having a good time. Trap went great. Uh, and then most everybody kind of got together and said, hey, we're going to Broadway, right? Which is when you're in Nashville, especially when you're from out of town, you go to Broadway. Yep. I unfortunately did not go to Broadway. Uh, again, I, uh, you know, had to get home and, and get some sleep. It's a little bit different for me. But I can tell you this, the next morning, Saturday morning, and it wasn't even Saturday morning, it was Saturday afternoon, because we had very late games uh, on Saturday. I think they started around 2. People were still coming in hungover. Yep. Uh, so I can tell you that they had a really good night, uh, Friday night, um, in, in downtown and, and on Broadway. Yeah, you know, it's crazy you say that, because I always try, like, everyone says, oh, bring one of these decks to my to my town, my town. I'm like, is it, no, like, I, I will, cool. But it's you're not going to get the same feeling of excitement and fun if it's in your own town because of what you just said. Like, you have to go home to your family, which is, listen, I love my family. I'm not saying I don't want to go home to them, but on a hockey weekend, like, you don't want to be, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be tying one on and, you know, then having to go back and sleep in your own bed. And, you know, you know the room starts spinning and you got to sleep with, like, one foot off the bed on the ground so you kind of level yourself and you're praying out loud that you hope you wake up and you'll never drink again. Like you can't do that stuff with your wife laying next to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to be out, out on the road with the crew. So you can do that kind of shit. That's the, that's the full experience for people that drink for people that don't drink. It's still not the same experience. Yeah. And, and, and part of it too is right. Like, so, uh, you know, I had things I had to get done around the house or, you know, Aaron had to run that sort of thing. Um, and, and even if you're not going to drink, when you go out of town, I, I totally agree. If, if you're going to do a deck, you've never done one. I encourage you to go out of town. 
Um, but because you're you're hanging with the team more, right? Yep. You wake up in the morning, you all go get breakfast together or, or whatever, and then you're at the rink all day with everybody hanging out. Um, it's just much more of a, a family vibe, and uh, you know you're you're all here together. Um, whereas this last weekend, you know, I felt like I missed a little bit of that just because, again, I didn't get to hang out with everybody as much as I would at an out-of-town tournament. But the great part about Dexes is there's always another one to go to. This weekend, right. we're going to be out of town in Cincinnati. Probably not the greatest hockey town in, in the world, but it is a hell of a time when we all get together at at draft experiences, and I'm ready. Yeah, me too. So I did I did Cincy with you guys last year, yep. and I think out of all the tournaments I did last year, Cincy was one of my favorites. As you said, you don't go into it thinking, oh, Cincy, big hockey town. Um, but, you know, the the unique thing about Cincy is uh, the rink is it's really open to us just kind of hanging out all day. Yep. Uh, we just we just hung out there in the parking lot, drank some, some brews, had some, some food trucks in, and uh, I think you've said it before, but that rink is, I mean, it's just hockey. Like, that's what it's there for. Yep. It's not this fancy rink that, you know, it's figure skating and other things. Like, it is a hockey rink. There is, uh, you know, the, the big, thick uh, refrigerator plastic hanging from some of the doorways. That's my it's favorite. freezing inside. That's my favorite yeah, it's part. it's the best. You know what I really want? I, it, I want to walk into that, and it, it, they're into the bathroom. So maybe I don't want to, but I'd like to walk into it, and then there just be, like, racks of meat hanging from the, from the uh, ceiling. Like, it's an actual, like, a, a meat storage facility where those plastic little flaps usually are. And then I want to take a video of me just like taking clappers into the side of beef, you know, instead of a boxer. That's what I want for a hype video for draft experiences for that rink. I, I think we got to make that happen. I think I mean, so. That, that sounds great. And, and that rink's so cold, the meat will still be good afterwards. We'll cook it up in the parking lot and, and have ourselves a feast. Exactly. Just imagine me coming in like in the Rocky sweat, like in the gray sweatpants. Um, and, I, and I'll put, I'll, I'll pad, you know, my front. So I'll look like I'm packing and I'll come in with like, the full gray sweats and like the gray little uh, toque beanie and my hockey stick. And I'll breathe, I'll be breathing really heavy. So you'll see like, you know, my, you know, my breath coming out because it's so cold. And then I just go to town taking clappers into the side of beef because that's how you, that's how you get a good slap shot. And I think that, I think that would really get people into, you know, coming to Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I mean, that video sells itself, right? Like, 100%. What, else, what else can you do? Exactly. But you just put that video up and, and people show up. Cincinnati is also where motorcycle Nikki came, uh, came to, to pass, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that one too. Another, another great story, uh, of getting to play with you. Um, that was, that was a fun time. Yeah. So, I mean, since he's great and basically they, you know, we also, I, I almost hit that dude's car with that baseball. Remember you threw me that baseball and I, f- I fucking hit a fucking rope at that guy. And I thought it's I was going to hit that guy's car. Yeah. And I, I, Hey, and I hadn't picked up a bat and I don't know how long. And my first swing was a fucking rope. That's just, that's just skill, bud. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> hey, I, I've seen you on the ice. I, I can't imagine you on the diamond. Like you said, that first pitch, I thought, you know, it's going to take him a minute to get warmed nah. up. Nah, you just, you spin it. You know, I, when I look at, when I look at hockey players and I'm like, fuck, how, how do like, how does that guy do that? You know, it's crazy. Right. And I look at like people that go and, and they, they're, they can't hit a baseball. And I'm like, how do they, how can they just not do that? Right. Baseball is just that thing that comes to me. Hockey on the other hand doesn't come to me, but my motor goes and my mouth goes and that's all you need. 
in hockey, beer league. So that's right. All right. Can, can you tell the story about passing out in a urinal? Cause I think I, 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 can. I, I feel yeah. our listeners like when, when, when I think of all my times in hockey and, and what these tournaments encapsulate, sure. You got the crew, you got the club, the Dex club, you got all that, that, that togetherness. But I think overarching all of that is just, this is what it's about. And that's your story. And I, I want to hear it. All right. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll happily tell it. So, uh, as I said earlier, I, I think I've done like 35 or 40, 40 of these at this point. This was several years ago. It was, uh, the second tournament I had ever been to. Um, but it was the first out of town tournament. Again, we talked about the difference. The first tournament I ever did was in Nashville. Uh, so this was the first time that I'd ever traveled and went to a tournament. And, didn't you, uh, and didn't, it was out didn't, in Phoenix. Didn't you walk in with like, was it the plaid jacket and the cat shirt? Uh, no cat shirt. I had the plaid jacket. Maybe I did have a cat shirt. Yeah, I think you, think I think you and Frank, I, I think you and Frank had like, no, cause you, cause in the, in the thing you were in plaid shorts and a pink shirt. So maybe Frank had the cat yeah. shirt on. Okay. It, it was, it was a, it was a gray shirt, the plaid jacket and the pink shorts, like the, the very frat boy, uh, yeah. you know, pink, pink, black shorts. Like we're barstool. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I was looking good. You like, were, hey, there, there's fresh, no doubt about that. Fresh as fuck. As a matter of yeah. fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So obviously showing up like that, you're looking to have a good time, yeah. uh, which I was, we got there pretty early and we started drinking beers. Um, and I was there with Frank, who's my best friend and, and my usual traveling, uh, hockey buddy at this point. Um, and he had some family there as well. So we were just having a good time and, and just, just throwing back beers and, and, and it was a good time, right? We go through the draft. We, we drafted a team exactly how we wanted. Uh, and usually when you draft a team exactly how you wanted, you're feeling good. You're drinking a few more beers, right? And we were pounding them back, pounding them back. Uh, and we were having a good time. Which team, which team it was, was it? Probably a, what was this the orange Jersey? We team? were, this, we were, yes, it was yeah. the, uh, Skywalkers. I was on that team with you guys. You were on that team as yeah, well, hell right? Yeah, hell so, yeah. I mean, obviously we were stoked, right? S- stacked actually. So <laughs> yeah, we were. And, and if you recall, we never, we never trailed in that tournament. No big deal. Never. Age camp. We never, hey, we never trailed. Cause we, so. we had Roshi and we had, we, and we had Paul. That's when everyone thought yeah. Paul was like, Oh, no one's going to pick this guy. And he came out and, and listen, Paul was like, obviously he doesn't, he doesn't look like someone that would be one hell of a hockey player, but you guys saw him at pickup earlier. And you guys said, we had to get this guy. And there was a play in, in this, I have it on, on a GoPro somewhere, but he, he, he's out like behind the net or something. And I don't know where Frank, like Frank goes into the corner to play the puck. And he, he mis, mishandles it, I guess, and gives it away to the other team and passes the puck to a guy in the slot. Wide open, no net. Paul's behind the net. The guy goes to shoot, and Paul just steps out from behind the net and knocks that motherfucker out of midair like it's no big deal. Probably yeah, one it, of, I mean, it landed, it landed flat in the blue paint. Yeah. Like, didn't budge. Just dropped in the blue paint, and it's, then he's going to dumb the ice. Insane. But anyway, that's Paul. Yeah. But anyway, so next, so so we, we had a good team. We're feeling fucking good. We're pounding beer. And those beers were big yeah. too. Like at that brewery, it wasn't just like little beers. Like they were bringing us big old schooners of beer. Like they were huge. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I was putting them away, right? Which mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm not a huge drinker when I'm at home, but apparently when I when I travel to tournaments, I am a huge drinker. Yep. So you know that might be part of part of the issue as well. Uh, but but one of the last things I remember is Frank was getting ready to leave. His wife was there. Him him and her were going back to where we were staying, and uh, he came up to me and he said, "Hey, uh, you know me and and Rachel are heading out. Uh, you want to come with us?" And I said, "No, bud. I'm having a I'm having a hell of a time right now. Like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna stay out." You, you guys head back to the, uh, to, to the house and, you know, I'll see you guys there in a couple of hours. And, uh, Frank will tell you the, the next thing he hears as he's walking out the door is I turn to the bartender and I yell shots for everybody. <laughs> uh, and so, so we started doing some shots. Um, that's really the last thing, uh, that I really remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts getting a little fuzzy after there. But I do remember walking into the bathroom, and I had to pee. And at this particular bar, there is there are mirrors above the urinals. Yep. Like right above the urinal, while you're peeing, you're just looking yourself in the eye, which is a little strange. And they're and they're John uh, and they're John Wayne urinals, right? To all the way to the ground. Right. Yeah. All the way to the ground. Yeah. Yep. All I, the way. I like those. And so I was looking at myself in the mirror while I was peeing, and I remember thinking to myself, "Man, you look tired." <laughs> Maybe I should just rest my eyes. So famous last words. Just, famous uh, last words. Yeah, I just, I just kind of leaned my shoulder and my face up against the uh, the wall in the mirror there, and I just rested my eyes. Yep. And uh, everything from there gets a little a little fuzzy. I, I got little blips here, little blips there. Um, but the next morning, I was greeted with a picture that is me standing at a urinal, fully passed out, stick in hand. Uh, and, and just standing there like a champ snoozing. Yep. And we still have it. We'll post it. We'll post it to, that'll be what markets this, this episode is that here, here's this guy coming to our tournaments. He just passed out dick in hand. I mean, we can't see your dick, I, you know, you know, I'll put a blurry thing out. So it looks huge. So people will think, Perfect. uh, but you know, it, it's a tasteful photo for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's safer work. And you know it, it's crazy that we mentioned that about urinals because that's not the the only urinal story I have from you know my time at drafts, right? I mean people people a lot of times will come to these things and they don't realize uh, they don't realize until too late on their first one that they've gone too hard. But most people do on their first ones go too hard, and I've learned myself. Like I, I I've had tournaments where you know I made it to the rink in time for the games. But I didn't make it into the rink to play. Like, as a matter of fact, my first Phoenix, but I think a couple years before you, my first time in Phoenix, I sat on a curb outside of the rink for two and a half hours puking my guts up because of how hard I went. Uh, So I understand. But I remember we we were in Jasper, Alberta one time doing one of these things. And, you know, check-in starts at 7, draft starts at 8. And I usually, you know, I get a couple drinks in me, you know, so I, you know, so I sound good on the mic. Because my voice sounds way better when I've had a couple, you know. And, uh, and, and and in turn, I, I'm way more handsome when everyone else has had a couple. And so I like everyone to get nice and lubed. I like to get nice and lubed and I have a little, I have a little routine. I do. I give like a five minute warning, you know, go get some more drinks. So I'll look more handsome. And then I go use the washroom and this was no different. And when I went in, there was literally a dude and his name was Sam and he was just puking in the urinal, not in the toilet where any normal person would would puke right but he's leaned over just yakking in the urinal he yaks blah 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 and he does it and i'm just standing there like 
fuck, I got to pee and I don't want to pee in this guy's fucking yak. Um, and he looks at me and goes, I'm still feeling pretty good. Yaks one more time <laughs> and, and walks out. And I, I don't remember seeing him the next day. Um, so he, he might've died. I, I don't know, but it's crazy. Uh, it, it's just crazy that it, it was, I mean, eight o'clock, like check-in was at seven and by eight o'clock, this guy was, was having so much fun that he, uh, that he decided to yak in the urinal. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And that, so, you know, those are the mistakes you make and you, you really only got to make them once and then, or tw- uh, or twice, you know, from twice. There you, or yeah, maybe twice. Yeah. You, but you start figuring it out. You start, you start learning the limits a little bit. You, you pace yourself. And you know, the, the hard part, like I, I, just like you, like when we, when we were in college, we could go, we could go all day, For all sure. night and then yeah. wake up and, and like, I, I would get fucking trashed at city walk in Oklahoma city, seven nightclubs in one, by the way, I get fucking drunk as fuck. I go at two 30 in the morning. I go get a uh, taco bell. I get a chicken quesadilla and a bean burrito with extra cheese and onion mild sauce. I'd eat it. I'd be in bed by like four in the morning and I'd be at the ball field by nine o'clock to play and just felt great. But now I start, I have like three beers and my stomach's like, Nope, you're an asshole. And uh, so it gets tough when you get older. So you got to learn some tricks and trades. And I also want to put like, we have a lot of fun at these things. We party, we go hard, we play hockey. We, we, we've built an incredible bond with all these players, but you don't have to drink to be a part of it. You can be a dumbass. So you can be a dumbass sober. Yeah. 100%, right? I mean, I, I do that all the time. Exactly. So, so yeah, so come come to our tournaments, and we've got a bunch of them coming out. I mean, we're in Cincy this weekend. We're in Charleston next weekend. We have two weeks off. Then we're in, uh, where are we at? We're in Austin, Texas. Did you see those jerseys? That water hockey jersey is just fucking sweet. Uh, then we're, yeah, we're, like- we're in Austin, Austin, then we're in Las Vegas for a BLPA bash, a team tournament. A couple weeks off, we're in uh, Phoenix for golf in November, which we just got our first three teams today. I'm super stoked about it. And then, uh, then we have another couple weeks off and then we're in Vegas to end the year and Vegas is going to be insane. Did you, are you a star Wars guy? I'm not, I'm not a big star Wars you know, guy. Me neither. And I'm going to go on record. No, don't hate me. I've just never watched them. Like I've never, I've never just yeah. had the time to sit down and watch them, but I get the people's appeal. And I think the characters are really cool. Like I like that science fiction shit, like Lord of the Rings. I, I like all that shit, you know, but I just haven't watched them. So I'm not like die hard but I do like the designs of the Jersey. They're really sweet. Um, and then we start all over again in January and we have a bunch of them lined up. I just booked two more Canadian cities today. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I don't want to talk about them cause I don't want, I don't want uh, people to rip them off and, and say, Oh, look where we're going. Um, cause that happens, you know, I don't know if you know that, but it does happen. And, um, I, I heard story. <laughs> and so, I mean, even people buy URLs to look like us and try to trick people into it, but you know, that's none of my business. I guess it is my business cause it is my business, <laughs> but that's pretty shitty. Um, but, yeah. but other than that, let's, let's talk about uh, this. This is probably going to be a long episode. Cause I, I know the interview with Matt's probably going to go like 45 minutes with mustache classic. And then I, I brought in a league director to help me drop some knowledge. That was like 30 minutes. So this is going to be a long episode. So buckle up your fucking seatbelts and let's talk about some fantasy hockey. Like h- how are you in fantasy? Are you like, are you, are, are you, are you an average player? Are you a good player? Like what's your take uh, realistically on your fantasy football abilities? So fantasy football, I'm uh, I would say I'm probably slightly above average. Uh, I really prefer to do like the daily fantasy mm, contest, gotcha. yeah, um, instead of like the full league. But I've done leagues uh, with with work friends and that sort of thing. Um, and I've always been, you know, towards the top. I'm never the last place guy. Uh, I'm a pretty analytical guy. So I even if I don't really understand 
if I don't know all the players, uh, I'm still kind of able to to figure my way through it, just kind of looking at stats and that sort of thing. Um, so I would say above average. Okay, and I, I'm going to say this, and I'm I'm a humble guy, right? I'm I'm very humble, but I'm fucking good at fantasy football. Yeah. I'm just fucking good. Like if I have time to sit down and actually devote time to it, I'm fucking good. And it's just the way it is. Like I'm always I'm I'm just I'm just always on top. And maybe it's luck. Fantasy football is a lot of luck. Like let's not get it wrong. There's sure. not there's not a ton of skill involved. You just have to be lucky. I mean the, the problem is is like you you could have the worst players, but if they all have breakout games, you know, in the championship game, you're going to win. Like when someone puts up like a 75 spot as a, you know, a receiver, like how does your team defend that? If it, even if it all hits, everyone hits their projections and you know, your projections have a hundred points and one receiver gets 75. Like you're just like, fuck, okay, what can I do about it? But more times than not, I'm in, I'm in the championship hunt. And that's cause I'm a champion Limbacher. You know that. And, yeah, um, of course. so like, and, and the, like, I'm only playing one league right now because I like my time is just so short. So I, I can't even watch a lot of games. Cause when I'm home, uh, not on the road doing tournaments, I, you know, obviously I want to play with my kid. I don't get to see him as much. And so I don't get a lot of time to spend towards uh, football, but how about Aaron Rodgers just fucking getting shit kicked yesterday. But anyway, um, so I'm, I'm in a league and, it, and it's, it's an expensive league. It's a big, buy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about how much it costs, but it's a lot of money. It, it, it's enough money that my wife is like. If, if you don't win that money back, you can forget about sleeping in your own bed for a few days. That's how much money it is. So it's, it's some money, right? And, it, like, and, and it's a lot of Canadians. Like, I'm the only American in there, right? It's a bunch of Canadians and me. And, it, like, the thing is, is when they started up, it's like it's a three-man keeper. And they had a bunch of weird rules that, you know, I had to learn to, 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 to live with, right? Because that, you know, it's just weird. Like, it's a three-man keeper. And, and the thing is, like, wherever you draft, when it started, is wherever you draft them, that's where you get to keep them the next year and you just lose that pick. So for example, if you want to keep your second round uh, draft pick from the previous year, then you lose your second round that year. Right. Okay. And so that's like how, that. and, and, and it was good. Right. And so like, I learned a lot of loopholes. Like for example, you know, they didn't say what would happen to free agents. So basically if you picked up a guy off the waiver wire, he was your 16th round pick the next year. And I'm like, okay, cool. Perfect. So the first year we did it, I picked up uh, OBJ the week before he broke out and you know, you know, that one handed catch against the fucking was it the Cowboys. And then he was just on fucking fire. Like he's been up 25 points a week, you know, no big deal. And that added to my stable of like Antonio Brown in the fourth round. Cause that was when Antonio Brown was just getting good. Um, And then I think I had like Le'Veon Bell in the second round. And, you know, so I had, I had a pretty, pretty stacked. I think I had Deandre Hopkins in the 10th round. And so the next year came around next year came around and I had, I had uh, Antonio Brown, who was the number one receiver, uh, you know, that year, in the fourth round. I had Hopkins in the tenth, and I had OBJ in the sixteenth. And so, uh, like I, like I was stacked, right? Other other people were losing their first and second. I was just, sta- I was running the league. And so then they started changing the rules, right? They started changing, like, okay, well, we can't, we can't just do the free agents and let you keep them. We have to do like you go, you pick up a free agent and then it's their, their average pick, uh, based on Yahoo plus one round. So if OBJ was consensus, you know, number one pick, then you, you had to take your second round, which cool. I get it, but it's just like, that's not what was told in in the fifth round. Cause in the next, so the following year I had like Todd, I had Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley and OBJ all with fourth, fifth and 16th. It was nuts. Like I was just running the table 
on these guys and winning a shit ton of money. So they kept changing rules, kept changing rules, and now it's to a point where they basically said, we're doing everything we can to not let Nick win. Because out of the, what, five years that we've done it, I've won it four times. Four times. No, I've won it three times. I've been in the championship all five. That's how it's been. And and you still win money. That's, champion. that's a solid resume. Yeah, it's solid. It's it's a solid one, right? And uh, and like they'll make trades to try to like trip me up at the end. And it's like you know everyone votes for them, and I'm like, well, what can I say, right? It's just shitty, right? So the reason I'm bringing up fantasy football because I want to know if I'm the asshole for what I pulled this week. Okay. So sure, I'm ready. Let's hear it. So basically, what happened? Hold on one second. Let me. I just want to get the score right, so so we know. Because I take defenses last, right? Right. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't fuck around with, you know, fuck defenses, right? Like, you just think, you know, and I, I have the Packers defense. And traditionally, the Packers defense has been all right. They were not. Right. They were not all right yesterday, right? They but, were not good. Not good at all. But the fact of the matter is, is that I was winning the game by two points going in. I, I had the Packers defense, Right. And he had all his players playing early. So I knew that, okay, as long as the Packers defense doesn't shit the bed, I'm going to, I'm going to win this hands down. Okay. Right. Cool. Well, I, I got to thinking, I'm like, well, if I'm going to win it to hands down, if, if the Packers defense doesn't shit the bed, why don't I just take the, just sit them on the bench and not play with the defense. Right. And I did. And I won by two points. It worked out. Well, these guys are fucking livid, right? Because the Packers, I think they ended up having like minus six points or something on the day. So I would have lost. If I would have kept the Packers in, I would have lost. And so they're pissed and they're saying that I have to forfeit because I didn't dress a full lineup. What are your thoughts? Like, am I the asshole here for doing that? Like, I thought that was my best chance to win. I thought it ensured me a victory. But now these guys are trying to take this away from me, saying that I'm not playing within the spirit of the rules. What are your thoughts on that? It sounds to me like they are angry at you because you are smarter than they are. So I, I, I'm okay at fantasy football, but I do a lot of fantasy hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's fantasy hockey where if your player is a minus, he gets minus one point, right? Yep. So your player can actually end up minus if he doesn't have you know any other stats and he's he just shits the bed and he, he's minus four for the game he could be a minus four yep. i have done that exact same scenario where it came down to the last game the other team's players had all played i was up by just a couple of points and i had one person left and i purposely took them out because they can't help me they can only hurt me so why would i play that person right yep i don't think you're an asshole at all i think you you thought about it the exact way you should and you, you outsmarted them. And I, it sounds to me just from the stories you're telling of the draft and how they're changing and that sort of thing. They're just, they're sick of being outsmarted, uh, which I get, right. You don't want to like, you hate when someone does that to you over and over again, right. Exactly. You're like, man, I just, we can't, we can't beat this guy. But at the same time, like, you know, money's involved exactly. and you made a smart play and, and, and won your week. That's, they can't say anything to that. You're you're playing for your money. You made the right play. Your team won. If you wouldn't have made that play, your team would have lost. Yep. 
they should be looking at you and saying, he's smart, I should start doing what he's doing if I want to want to start winning. But, and what they're what they're falling back on is that if there, there's a there's a rule, uh, there's a rule in there that says if you start a player that's injured, then you're then you're then you're penalized. Like you, you actually get docked money, like because there's there's weekly awards and all that stuff, and you actually get okay. like you get you get penalized, like you you get fined. But my argument is like, well, I I knew like they weren't injured, I knew they were going to play, but I I just thought that it would hurt my team and it would give me a better chance to not play them. It wasn't like because I thought okay, if you start an injured player, I thought they made that rule because they they wanted people to pay attention to to the game and not right. just let it go. But I was paying attention. That's why I did this. And I, I would uh, I would be okay with them saying, okay, this is a new rule now going forward. But they would have to call the rule, I've been out-nicked. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that seems fair to me. Yeah, they should name it after you, the Nick rule. Well, I mean, yeah, because I've been trying to get them to name the championship after me because I've won so much and I'm always playing for it. And they don't want to do that. I, I think maybe because they're embarrassed. But like I told them. <laughs> Like, but like, this isn't, this isn't like fantasy hockey or fantasy lacrosse that you, that you would know because you know, you're Canadian. I've been, I've been breathing football since I was a little kid. You you can't hang with me. And uh, maybe that's a, maybe I'm, maybe I play up the arrogant American a little too much. I'm really, (laughs) I'm really not that arrogant with them, but I am, I am arrogant on this rule because I feel like it's bunk that they are trying to penalize me, make me forfeit a game when I knew exactly what I was doing and it worked. Yeah. You know, cause what, yeah, would, I, I, what, what would happen if I, if I would have, if I would have left them in and they scored eight points or whatever, but then this guy's, you know, only receiver that was playing. What if he would have, you know what I'm saying? What if he would have outscored, you know, that, it, it, you know, it's, it's, right. it's kind of a, it's, it's a weird thing, but all I'm saying is that I just feel like, like you said, if this was just a, a free league, I wouldn't care. They could do whatever the hell they want, but I don't want to sleep in on my couch for one. And I like to win too. And I just, I'm just trying to win. And if that means not playing a defense when there's no rule that says every, like I look, I read through all the, it's like a three page thing. or like league viral. It's bullshit, but I do have fun cause I win. But I read through it, and there's nothing that says every position must have a starter. It just says if you start an injured player, you're going to be fined. They weren't injured, and I didn't even start them, so what's the yeah. big deal, you know? And, and I've been in leagues where there were penalties for playing injured players as well, and, and you're right, 100%. That's to keep the players, the teams that are out of it at the end from not paying attention to their roster. Because we all know, right, that one team that, that you know, it's week 14, it's the last week before championships or whatever, and this this team has no shot. So that guy hasn't changed his roster in three weeks. Yep. And the person that you need him to beat is who he's playing, and you're like, well, they're not going to lose because this person's not even trying, right? Exactly. Which is the whole reason they put that injury injury rule in there so that you make sure that you're you're playing people that are actually going to score points uh, and keep the the league competitive till the end. Um, but yeah, if that wasn't if it's this. not in the rules that you can't have an empty position you did nothing wrong you, you play you made the smart play and you got the w for it yeah and hey yeah pay well i got it right now until they try to take it away from me but you know what <laughs> if they try to take it away from me i'm gonna fucking stick it so far up their ass this fantasy season i don't know how but i'll make it my mission 
I will I will literally stay up on the waiver wire and take every good player just to piss them off. I'll pick up every single yeah. defense every week and drop them so they're on the waivers and no one can do it. I saw that in that show, The League. I'll show them. They don't want to fuck with me. You know, I've done that before too. A championship, a championship hockey game, and uh, I knew the guy was going to drop some players and pick up some people on the very last game of the season, and I just started picking them up and dropping them, picking them up and dropping. Why them. wouldn't you? That's uh, smart. That's to, smart. Yeah. Smart plays. Yeah. Hey, and yep. you know what? Hey, then they might say bush league, but I'm going to be bush league walking away with money. Exactly. So. Um, exactly. But anyway, so that I mean that's my fantasy football. I know there's a lot of people who play fantasy football. Speaking of fantasy hockey, are you going to play in this Puck Hogs fantasy hockey with the BLPA? I, I am for sure. Do you guys have the actual league going? I know uh, I was texting you a little bit about it. You got me the website. Is there going to be an official BLPA league? Yeah, I think I think there's four teams right now. And we're trying to get to ten. I'll probably be five. Um, so we're trying to get to ten. Okay. And listen, the only reason I like I'm not that great at fantasy hockey because. I, you have to deal with it every day. Like you have to go in and tinker every the day. lines. And that that's my problem. Like if you know what they, they need a button on fantasy hockey where it does uh start start best roster where you can just click that button. Optimize lineup. Yeah, that would be yep. great, right? Um uh, that would be great. And then when I feel the need to go in, because I like watching the hockey games and I you know the good thing about fantasy is that it, it, it makes me more interested in the game, like teams outside of my team. Like I'm a Flames fan and we're not gonna be good right. this year. Um, last year I thought we were going to go 82 and O, but this year um, it might be O and 82 as bad. Like that team needs to shake up, and it's just like why? Like what I don't understand is why why a team like everyone and their dog knows your team needs a shake up, like the Flames, right? Why would you not? And I I understand like I obviously I'm not the GM and probably for good reason because I would fucking blow that team up right now. Um, like I'd fucking walk in there and fucking fire people. Like it wouldn't even be, I'm not even trading you. You're fired. Get out of here. You it's suck. Gone. Um, yeah, you, you, you go down to fucking, you know, the AHL, wherever you guys are. Now I don't know where the flames AHL team is probably in Bakersfield or something. Uh, but it's just like, it's so obvious overpay. Go get Jack Eichel. He's a game changer. Who cares if we have to pay some fucked up shit this year in the long run, it's going to work. And I guess, you know, you don't want to get bent over by, you know, the Buffalo Sabres. But whatever Buffalo's asking, it's probably too, it, it's probably not enough because Buffalo is trash. Like everything they right. do is trash on the Sabres organization. So what's the big deal? You know, it's going to work out for you if you're doing something with Buffalo because nothing ever works out for them. This is just common exactly. sense. It's just common sense. This is me out nicking uh, the other GMs in the, in the <laughs> NHL, you know? So I, I don't yeah. know. And, and that, that would be my reason. Like if I was the GM and I made that trade and they're like, why did you, why did you think it was a good idea to, to do that? I would, I, I would get on the microphone like this. I would, I would tap it like that. And I would go, <laughs> well, how many things have you seen work out for the Sabres in the last 10 years? Looks like I already won this one. And then I just walk away. That's what I would do. But that's the reason why they won't let me. That's why I'm just the commissioner of the BLPA and not a GM of an NHL team, you know? Um, yeah, that's the only thing holding you back right there. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah. I mean, listen, I would be, it would be like they did have to make, you know, they did that show about the A's, like Moneyball. That that guy came in and changed the game with, with Moneyball. And I would come in and change the game with whatever I'm going to do. I don't know what it would be yet, but it would be great. 
and you look just like Brad Pitt. So it's, it's almost like it was meant to be. Uh, well, that's what everyone says. Well, who would play who would play you in a movie? And the easy answer is Brad Pitt, right? I mean, that's yeah. easy, too easy. So I usually go with something like Tom Cruise, Vin Diesel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Vin, me and Vin Diesel almost have the same haircut. So what's the big deal? <laughs> Yeah, so, you, you got it there. Yeah. So, all right, what, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, we're, listen, this, this episode could go two hours. Like, we're at 43 minutes right now, and I know, I know that it's probably going to be another 40 minutes without, like, we, this could go two hours. What's next on the docket, my man? Uh, do we want to talk about some mistakes in Beer League? Like, like <laughs> some, some big, uh, some big regrets that I have in Beer League? Yeah, yeah, we, I got, I got a couple. I can think of one play right off the top of my head when everyone says, what do you wish you wouldn't have done in beer league? And I have that one play in my head. So what, what do you, what do you got? So I, I've actually got, uh, I'll, I'll go with two and one of them is really a split A and B. Okay. Um, but, but the biggest one I ever had, uh, was in a draft tournament in Toronto, uh, in a, that we had up there. And, uh, my team was up by two. There's like two minutes left and they had pulled the goalie. I get the puck. And I'm being pressured a little bit from behind, but I'm literally between the circles with the net right in front of me. And I rush the shot and miss the empty net. Oh, okay? no. And I'm talking like 12 feet away. Uh, the team gets the puck, goes down to the other end, scores. They're down by one now. Yeah, you're, cool. you're okay. No Still deal. down by one. Minute, yeah. yeah, minute and a half left. They drop the puck. The center on the other team pushes it forward. Splits the D, goes down and scores. Tie game. Oh. Man left. oh boy. We end up uh, we end up tying in that game. Uh, no one scores in the last minute. We end up tying. However, the tie it was the last game of the day. The tie took us from playing in the A championship to playing in the C championship. Oh boy. And, it, and if I just would have buried that empty netter, uh, it, it all would have been uh, if I wouldn't have rushed so much. I, I had more time than I thought I did. Is there um, is so there any not, is there any worse feeling in this in in the world than than missing an empty net? I don't think so. And I missed one in Eagle River a few weeks ago, but luckily we still ended up winning. And it was a backhand, and it was much further away, and I barely missed it. Um, but I was having I was having some PTSD flashbacks when I missed it. Like, oh God, please please don't blow this game now. And not even like open nets where the goalie's on the bench, but like. There was one in DC where just this this girl Krista just made this incredible backdoor pass, and the goalie didn't even move. The goalie was like, "This is over." And like Nick's burying, it's over. Nick's burying, and I completely missed like missed it. And the reason I missed it is because I was a little I was a little deep, like I was I was I was below the goal line, and so the angle was really tough. But it was still so open. Like I still see that big gaping hole, and you're just like. What do you and we we won so it didn't cost us but it's just like holy moly like how do you like how do you how do you miss that you know and it's 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 a bad yeah. feeling because you got to go back to the bench and I know my team I know my team loves me like I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a heart guy I'm a, you know I, I'm the I'm the guy that brings the heart and soul to the team and so they don't expect me to score all all that much but it, you still you still feel like you let the team down when that happens yeah for you know? sure so but. Uh, Oh man, like there's so there's so many people. Like I can remember, like on, on yours, like we were at a draft in Boston, and our goalie, uh, like we we were far and away a better team, but it was the last game. We were all tired, and um, at the end of the game, our goalie goes to cover the puck, and he covers it, 
and we have like 29 seconds left. And he covers the puck, and instead of just letting it stay there, like cover, blow whistle, and we do a faceoff, he throws it out into the corner where one of their guys is just standing there. And the guy passes it back out to the middle, and they score, and they tie the game. And again, that tie, because of the tiebreakers, kept us out of the A final, put us in the B to play a team we already destroyed. Uh, so we would have probably won that A final. And it's just those little bitty things that you don't even think they are a big deal, but then they end up, you know, costing you. Yeah, brutal. And, you know, mine, personally, one time we were in Texas and Nitex, and we were, uh, like, we were probably in the wrong division. Uh, and mainly because when, when you go out of town, it's hard. It's hard to, to get those right. divisions right. So we had a couple guys that were better. So uh, automatically, we, like, we were the only team from Oklahoma, from out of state. So we were the team that no one liked. We had a couple ringers. Uh, which I get a uh, 100%. So, you know, they, it, people were just getting chirpy and lippy and all that, all that good stuff. And, um, so, uh, we're, we're down, uh, in the championship game. Uh, we're down by one. And like these teams, the, the other teams are literally lining the, the glass watching us and actively cheering for the other team, but rooting against us. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was an experience for sure. And we're playing, and just this one one old boy, just he's 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 having a hot head, and I, you know, obviously I chirp a lot, and so I'm chirping him, yada yada yada, and finally he, he just he drops his gloves, and he's like, "You want to go? You want to go?" And then grabs me, and he he gets a penalty, right? Okay, cool, right? I I did what I'm supposed to do. Well, on the face off, right. on the face off, we win it back to the defense. Defense goes to the defense shot. I deflect the puck to tie the game. Right. Hey, look at me. I just, yeah, I just, I taught this guy a lesson. He tried to drop it. I drew the penalty. I scored the the game time goal. Instead of celebrating with my team, you know what I did? I skated over to the penalty box and I blew this motherfucker a kiss. (sighs) Guess what? Unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike they scored the game winning goal in that power play and we lost championship game. And ain't that a bitch. Uh, all I do, all, hey, all I do was was celebrate with my team for scoring a goal, but no, not me, not me, bud. Had to go, had to go, just dig in that knife a little bit, and uh, that's probably one of my biggest regret. And you know, I, I'm used to winning championships, but you know, one more is even better. So yeah, so yeah, so well, sounds like sounds like we've all been there. So, we've, we've all uh, been there. We, we've all made beer league mistakes. Yeah. Hey, I, and you know what? I I would love to hear. I need to set up uh, like a a message box so people can call me with their beer league stories and we can play them on the podcast. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to hear other people's biggest, biggest beer league regrets. Cause there's gotta be a ton of them. Like there was, I read that story about that, that team that shit in that dude's glove one time. That was a good one. <laughs> um, and oh, you just saw the one where that, that, uh, those, those dudes were beating on the, the, the timekeeper. I don't know if you saw that video going around. Yeah, I did. That yeah, was crazy. That, that had to be a regret. From from both sides, right? It had to have been. Yeah. So I would love to yeah. hear more stories like that. Speaking of, of of getting that kind of stuff on video, like, did you see that on like ESPN uh, uh, ninety seven uh, that beer league game they had on between the fire like the NYPD and the fire department? I missed it. I meant to to watch it. Like I knew it was coming on, and I totally missed it. But I know those games get out of hand. Yeah, they did for sure. And I'm not saying they regret it, but I'm just curious, like. How can, like, do people really like to watch beer league games like that? Like, should we start broadcasting our games? Li- and we don't fight. Like, we're not going to get in any fights, I don't think. 
unless we're playing it up for the camera. But like, we should just start doing that. And we'll get like live broadcasters that are funny and they're just making fun of us the whole time. That would, I think that would be, a, I think people would tune in and watch for sure. What do you think? Yeah. So I think we kind of had that in Eagle River, right? There was a guy who was uh, filming and doing the commentary and posting it to an Eagle River Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, it was live. And, 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 and it, he was, it sounded hilarious because like he, he was saying things like, oh, I don't, I don't know what that play was, but <laughs> anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was which, watching that. Which is dead on for, yeah, it's dead on for what was going on. Like none of us knew. Like yeah, we we all don't know what's going on yeah, with that play. It would have been good if like uh, I don't know what that play was out there, but you know what's great? Neither did they. And uh, <laughs> like I think that I think that'd be great. And if you hey, if you guys want that to happen, you can go follow our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/theBLPA. And if we get enough followers on there, we'll start broadcasting. I'm literally, I think, I think what I'm going to do for one of the next tournaments is I'm going to put my GoPro on and I'm going to live stream the games from my GoPro helmet just so people can, I mean, you're not going to see like my goal scoring prowess because I don't have any, uh, you're not going to see any hustle. You're going to hear really heavy breathing and you're probably going (laughs) to hear me just bullshitting with people, but I think that would be entertaining. You know, like, like, you know, how many, you know, when you hear the, we tell the ref he's handsome and you, you know, you get that dialogue, you know, just let people know, like, you don't, you don't have to be a dick on the ice. Like you can compliment people, tell them how good they are, how fucking handsome they are. And it just makes for the whole experience. And I think people would want to watch that. And maybe you'll even see some good hockey players, uh, from my point of view, usually from the other side of the rink while they're skating in our zone scoring. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you see those mic'd up. They got the the little kid that does the mic'd up. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah, and they do mic'd up with they do the mic'd up with the NHL players, which are which are always good. We're like somewhere in between there, right? We're between that kid who can't stand an NHL player. So I, I think uh, I think there's a, a market for it. Okay, then I'm gonna have to go buy because I know I'm gonna have to buy. If I'm gonna, well, I can do the GoPro, but if I want to do actual mic'd up, like where we filmed people with with a like a hot mic, that would be pretty funny too. That would be hilarious. Yeah, it would, it would be awesome. Okay, I'm in. Hey, go follow us on uh, YouTube.com, uh, the BLPA. All right, last last thing uh, before we let you go, before we get into uh, the the uh, interview with Matt, I hear uh, I want you to tell me some jokes. You got some pretty good dad jokes, so hit me with one of them dad jokes. All right, I'm gonna hit you with a dad joke. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, all right. So a guy walks into a bar, right? Okay. Sits down at the bar, and there's another gentleman sitting uh, at the bar already, and they they start talking, right? They're having some conversation, like you do when you when you go to a bar by yourself, and there's somebody else there, uh, and they're just they're just having some conversation. And they start talking about sex, and uh, the other guy says, "Yeah, you know, I slept with my wife uh, before we were married. Did you?" And the other guy looks at him and says, "I don't know. What's her maiden name?" <laughs> Got him. Good old dad jokes. I love it. Got him. All right. Well, here's the deal. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to this interview with Matt. We're gonna talk to Ben uh, from uh, one of the local leagues here. It's uh, he's with the Community Coed Sports Leagues. We'll talk about that, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap this show up. Turn it up. If you're digging the show, support us. Patreon.com/slash BLPA. The most greatest. All right, guys, there was a post in, in the BLPA the other day about uh, a guy's league making like the, the league director making a million bucks. And I, you know, I have a little expertise in this, this area. And so I, I, you know, I was spitting facts 
letting people know, educating people, because that's what I do. Not only am I a scientist, I'm also an educator. But I just wanted to bring in a friend that actually is still doing this in Calgary so you guys would know that I'm not full of shit. So I brought in my buddy, Ben, and Ben runs a community co-ed sport leagues here in Calgary, soon to be hopefully Edmonton. Ben, how are you doing? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. So, uh, Ben, I've known Ben for a while. Obviously, uh, we were uh, we, we were competitors, I guess, for a while. But, I mean, we've known each other just through the hockey scene here in Calgary. And, and Ben's league is, is literally one of the fastest growing leagues here in Calgary. And there's, you know, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, but I got to, I mean, I could, it was just a couple of years ago, Ben, you guys had like 15, 20 teams and now you're up over 50 teams. That's got to feel pretty damn good, right? Oh yeah. Super proud of what we've all accomplished here and, you know, building something not only by word of mouth, but uh, also by a lot of marketing and trying to put the best product out there really uh, seems to be taking off. And don't be humble, Ben. I think a lot of it too is probably uh, the most handsome ownership in the city too. Well, that's you always have to have a good foundation, and you know we're not lacking in that department. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's always good to build on that base. And being, you know, that's I, I don't I don't see you guys promote that enough in your marketing here in the city. And I I really think you could probably get to that seventy five team mark if you just if you went with that. Let's get a couple bus benches out there. Exactly. So the reason, so the the post, Ben, did you see this post? I'm going to read the post, but did you see it? Yeah, it was uh, it was good for some comic relief for sure. Okay, let, I'm going to read this post just so everyone knows where we're coming from. Um, everyone that think, and you know, Ben, like you've been you've been around like me. Everyone thinks running leagues and tournaments and all this stuff is just easy peasy, sitting sitting you know behind a computer screen just collecting money hand over fist. So that's why, that's why I was like, I, I've got, I need to bring this up because it's just, it, it just, I don't know it. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't, but you know, I, I feel like it's my duty as the commissioner of the beer league players association to, to educate folks. And this is the post. I'm not, I'm not going to call the player out that, that posted it. Uh, Cause it, you know, people just don't know. Right. So here we go. Following up on my previous post on league cost, AHA, which I believe is the adult hockey association has 120 teams, 17 conferences, 16-man rosters, $700 a person plus, $30 evaluation skates before you even play. Our commissioner is making over a million dollars just for Winter Beer League. What a career to have. What's your first, what's your first initial thoughts of that, Ben? A million dollars. Oh, man, I was... I think I want that guy's job. That is, I don't even think it's anywhere, uh, anywhere even close to that. I'd settle for thousands. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I would love to be a thousandaire running leagues. I think that's what people like. They literally equate, like what what businesses bring. In, and I'm not talking about just hockey, but I'm focused on hockey. But what businesses bring in? Like this guy doesn't think like, okay, who does he work for? Even if he works for McDonald's, I mean, McDonald's is bringing in. A, a million dollars a year in food, just one location. But the McDonald's manager isn't making a million dollars just because he brings in that revenue. Oh, it's insane. I remember when uh, we brought our first bookkeeper on and she was astonished by the money that was coming in. And I said, well, don't you worry. Just wait. It'll all be gone. Just after they come in, wait till that ice time hit. They <laughs> start paying out tens of thousands to arenas. It'll dwindle pretty fast. Yeah, hey, she hey. was. Uh, 
she was surprised by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, it's easy come, easy go, and I just even like Ben. Ben, what you got? It's fifty teams, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he has he has fifty it's teams. Over. Fifty teams is a pretty good league. I mean, the the other leagues. I mean, there's a there's an eighty five team league. Um, I don't know what H and A has, but they're probably around that eighty five to hundred. So fifty is a, is a is a good solid league, and and Ben's doing it uh, with our buddy Cam. They still have full time jobs. This is not even their job for someone that's bringing in millions, supposedly, uh, by this guy's post. So I just wanted to break it down so people, so people kind of understood what what's going on here. Uh, because, listen, I, I know league fees are expensive. I get it. Ben's your, your league's actually one of the 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 more uh, value driven leagues in terms of cost uh, versus what you get. I mean, there's other leagues here in in our town that. You know where where you guys are ten thousand dollars, same ice times, uh, but you you might get fifteen minutes earlier, and they charge a premium of two thousand bucks per team, which is crazy. So your team is is actually on the value proposition of hockey leagues in in the city of Calgary is actually one of the best. Uh, but he, here's basically what we're gonna go. So 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 let's say let's say this this guy is what do you say? He said uh, seven hundred dollars a a. Uh, team, so you multiply that by the number of players. So let's say they're making eleven thousand two hundred dollars a team. Okay, that's a lot of money. Uh, one hundred twenty teams. That's one point three million dollars. So I see where the guy gets our league manager is making a million bucks because he does bring in one point three million dollars. But here's the deal. Here, <laughs> here's the deal. Average ice cost three hundred dollars an hour. Would you say that's fair? I would say that's fair. Um... I kind of base everything on around between 350 and 370 after everything's said and done for about an hour, 75 minutes yep. plus GST. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, and that's where I'm at because $300 an hour. Uh, if you divide that by if you divide that by four, you get 75. So I'm at 375 for a 75 minute game. And sometimes yeah. uh, sometimes rinks make you pay for the cuts. Sometimes they don't. But let's just say each game, 75 minutes, if you have to pay for the cut, is 450. dollars Okay. So we're at $450 for the ice cost. Referees vary, but where I'm from, it, it's about 50 bucks a game, right? Uh, per, per ref. Per ref. Time yep. So we're about 130 a game. Yep. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm at $125 for two officials and, and a timekeeper. So now we're at $575 a game. So for easy math, we'll just say $600. So basically, yeah. um, what what's going on there <laughs> is per game, so you got two teams playing. So each team's basically paying, this is cost. Each team is paying $300 a game. Okay. Got it. Okay. So then you have 120 teams times 30 games. That's not even include the playoffs, which you have to pay extra for Uh, 30. And by you, I mean, the league has to pay extra 30 games, 120 teams. That's 3,600 games divided by two. So that's 1800 games in a 30 game winter season with 120 teams, not including playoffs. And then, so then you multiply that by six hundred dollars. So eighteen hundred times six hundred. Let me do my quick uh, smart man math. That's one point zero eight million dollars. So that one point three million dollars is gone pretty gosh dang quick. So <laughs> numbers I, guy Nick. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, I have a calculator. Um, <laughs> so I mean, basically, what's left is two hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars over a hundred and twenty teams. Okay. Which okay, yeah. if 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 two hundred twenty thousand dollars, hundred if you're one guy running it and you and you take home two hundred twenty k a year, that's good. 
That's a good salary. Yeah. You can live pretty damn nice on 220K. But guess what? Just because you paid the ice and the officials and the timekeeper, that's not all the cost associated in a league. So this guy isn't bringing home $220,000. So let's talk about what is in, what else has to be paid for that a lot of people aren't thinking about, Ben. I have some. You have some. What, 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 are, what are your, uh, I guess we call them cogs or whatever. Yeah, what, well, right th- off the bat, you're going to have to pay some sort of tax on top of any profit right there. Yep. Right? So now you're taking your taxes off. Uh, insurance is a big one expensive you know, you have to have your expensive professional one. services so like legal accountant mm-hmm. bookkeepers you know what i mean so all that stuff will will add up big time and that's not uh, yeah i mean insurance is really fucking expensive obviously because oh, yeah. hockey is such a fast sport so they classify in a higher range and then like i didn't even list the legal the the legal side of things uh in my thing because you do have to have a lawyer because they have to do the waivers and make sure everything's on the up and up uh, and I, cause I don't know how often it happens, but I know what happens that, you know, there's been leagues that have been threatened to be sued for whatever reason. Uh, the, the last one I remember is that, well, this, this guy played dirty and he ran into me, hit me. I got a concussion. So now I'm suing the league because you didn't take care of this guy. Uh, you, you didn't keep him from playing against me, you know, and playing rough, which is blows my mind. But, um, so that, that's something, um, what about like pucks? I mean, that's, you go through a lot oh, of pucks. Yeah. You go through a lot of pucks. You go through a yeah, lot of You actually consider that like part of marketing too, right? Yeah, so for sure. Just to be able to get your, just to get your word out there, that is big time. Website design, plus the software that you need to help run it. Like it's a fee for like sports engine. Just escalate and escalate and escalate. Yeah. Like sports engine. Exactly. It's like, it's like a thousand bucks engine. a year, just sports engine. And then they give, then they charge you a processing fee on the payments. So let's say you're taking, let's say that the, the processing fee is 2% on, on all your payments. That's $26,000 right there. Just, just on the 2% payment processing. Yeah. Just so you're, yeah. Just so you're giving up and 2% is like, it, yeah, it's insane. And so, so 1.3 million in league fees sounds great, but I would probably say the, the guy's profit margin, if he's lucky, is, is probably 10%. So maybe he's making a hundred K, which is good income. It, that's good yeah. income. But even that, it even that it's a 120 teams and no one thinks about, okay, you're running 120 teams. That's a hundred, yeah. that's 120 times the scheduling. That's 120 yeah. times the dealing with, uh, people complaining about sandbaggers and ringers and all the other <laughs> bullshit drama that comes along with running the league. Yeah. You can't even like, there's uh, about four of us on a 50, 50, I think we have 52 or 54 teams this year. There's four of us and we struggle to keep up as well. Right. So there's no way that one guy's running 120 team league. There's just way too much work. And if he is, he's working 18 to 20 hour days, seven yep. days a week. Yeah, so so, so, he, so he's know. probably making worth, minimum wage. If you're working, you know, eighteen to twenty hour days for seven days a week, hundred thousand dollars a year doesn't seem like good money. No, not not at all. Yeah, like I said, it's it's got to be lower than minimum wage. And like people yeah. think, like when I say running leagues is easy, if if you just yeah. had to deal with the hockey and the doing the schedules, sure, yeah, maybe running leagues is easy. But when you when you toss in hundred and twenty teams. And I'm going to, I'm going to be conservative and say <laughs> half of them, uh, half of them have complaints about, uh, <laughs> about something, 
uh, I'm going to say that you're, it's not, it's just not easy. Like it's not like, and you can't appease. Like there's a lot of people that when they complain, you can't appease them. Like when someone comes to me, like, yeah, there's always going to be the few. Um, I think if you at 120, man, even if you had 20% that were complaining, that's, that's still a huge amount of numbers, huge amount of time. And yeah. then, even even just scheduling the, the thought of scheduling 120 teams just blows my mind. Like everyone wants certain things, you want to make your customers happy, but at some point in time, your you know your hands are tied, and that is just scheduling. The scheduling of that is just oh my god, I I getting anxious just thinking about it. Well, hey, can you can you and you know what? If you try to make a customer happy, like let's say you make you, you try to accommodate one team, you accommodating right. one team could make five other teams yeah. unhappy. So then, yeah. then you got that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. It said it, it like, this is what people, and, and I get it. Like, I mean, we've seen it and we see what's going on with the world today. Um, yeah. pe- people only care about themselves. And, and, and so in turn, they probably only care about their team. I, I would venture to say that that's a, a, a you know, a, a big chunk of people and not maliciously, just people care. No. Like, like, Hey, it, I want to play the, the best times in the best division for me and everyone else be damned. Uh, it's kind of, kind of the way it goes, but like you, you appease one team, then five other teams have a problem. And if you try to appease every, it just doesn't happen. You'll never make 100% of the people happy. And it's definitely true in beer league. But the point is beer leagues running beer league isn't easy. So even if this guy made a couple hundred grand a year and he was doing it by himself, no way is it worth the hours that he would have to put in doing that. You would have to really, really love what he's doing, if you ask me, and not have a family. And guess what? <laughs> any sort of life anywhere else. And I really do love doing this stuff, and I would not want to be that guy. No. And I, I lo- like I live it. Like, I do it full, full time, and I have a family, and I have to deal with that. I would not. Even doing tournaments. I mean, you think about that. Like, I, I, I know we did a big tournament, BLPA Bash, championship game, uh, one goal game. That was the deciding of this game. One goal game. And the the game winning goal was scored in the third period with four minutes left. I was watching the game. The defenseman, a guy that played defense, he skated into the zone, like skated around two people, skated into the zone, took a slap shot, and it went in. Okay, it's a hockey play. And after the game, their team was on me about fucking sandbaggers, this sandbag, blah blah blah. That's on you. And I'm like, it was a one goal game. Like the game winner was, yeah, the game winner was four minutes left in the game. Like all he did was skate in and take a slap shot. Like I, how is that a sandbagger? It just, it blew my yeah. mind. You know, so, so that, yeah, that, nine times out of 10, that shot goes high and wide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably didn't even know where he closed his eyes. And yeah. so, you know, the thing about it, and, and I get it, like in the heat of the moment, everyone's mad. No one likes to lose. I, I get all that stuff. Um, but I, I just, I, I sent that out there to let you know that it doesn't matter what happens, how good of a game it is, how good of a league it is. There's always going to be people that have issues and that's just something a guy running a beer league. That's part of his job. He has to deal with that every day. So when you think about the, the amount of times that you complain as a listener to the show, not you Ben, but uh, that you complain to your, to your league provider now multiply that by the number of teams in your league. And that's what that league provider is having to deal with. So take it easy on the damn league providers, right? Yeah, they're doing their best. Yeah, They're doing their best, that's for sure. And I'm that was the big thing that you know 
kind of blew my mind. There's no way the guy's doing it himself. There's like, like I said, four or five, you know, all different aspects. There's so much help that we have running this league at 52 or 54 teams that I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doubling it. You would need, you know, you'd have to double, you'd need at least a 15 man roster helping you, helping you run it. So even at 200,000, which, you know, divided by 15 ways. Yeah. <laughs> the money's not, yeah, it's not, you're not, you're not making money hand over fist. There's a reason why yeah. we're all still working full time. Yeah. I'm so sure. And, and, and there are some people that do it full time. I mean, I worked for a company that that's what they did, but they also had like, obviously they had, they had leagues in other cities, um, but they also had what? 10 to 15 full time thousand to get a team in. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that too. If I could charge double, I could probably do it full time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when, when, when you have a league, you know, a league that's charging $2,000 extra for 15 uh, earlier minutes of ice time, you, you, you can have a lot more, especially when you have 300 teams over how many cities, right? They don't have that anymore. Yeah. But I mean, just think about that. Like even if half the teams did at 150, you know, at 2000, uh, you know, $2,000, uh, you know, and do it too. So you do $4,000, right? So 150 times $4,000. I mean, that's, that's what 300 grand a year. So that's six full-time people. uh, And Don't get me wrong. I get it too. You have all that overhead and all that staff to pay. You're going to, you have to, you have to, you have to, but, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that even that, that charging all of that, they still had to have multiple full-time people to to do it. So it's not like, it's not like just the league operator the person running it is, is taking home all that money because if, if they were, you know, I, I might, might jump back into the league game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the trick is just give it all back. Well, that's the, you collect a lot. You just have to give it, you just have to pay, pay other people. Yeah. Everyone, everyone answers with somebody. That's right. So we're well, good. Well, Hey, just, I just wanted, I wanted to bring a league provider on uh, to, to, to confirm that I wasn't just talking out of my ass that I actually know what's going on. Cause some people, you know what, Ben, some people do think that I just talk out of my ass and I, I don't know anything, but I do know things. <laughs> <laughs> These things, some things are a little bit more precious than the rest. <laughs> well, um, hey. yeah, it's great that you actually, I, I like how you commented on that post too, that yeah, that's not how it is. There is like with any other business, whether it's leagues or I don't know, law firms, you all have expenses to pay with the revenue that comes in. Yeah. And, and you know, it's crazy. Cause I think I, w- I was dealing, I've dealt with this all day today, actually. Um, just the, the people that they think that because it's hockey, that it's just, you're making money hand over the, like the amount of people that have asked me for discounts today. Like I, I've just been so, and I'm like, motherfucker, like, do you, do I come to your work and ask you for a discount on what you do? Like, this is what I, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, one guy literally emailed me and I, and listen, I appreciate everyone that emails me. I appreciate everyone that supports the BLPA. I get asking for discounts. I just try to get people to understand, like, this is my living. Like, I, you know, I provide for my family doing it and I work really hard at it. Like I, like I do. Um, and so I don't fault people for asking, but I try to make people understand where I'm coming from. Like a dude literally messaged me today and said, oh, I came to your tournament. It was great. And I was like, awesome. And then he was like, oh, I see that you have BLPA, you know, merchandise. Just send me some and I'll make sure uh, to rep you guys real good. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. And I was like, well, like, but you were just at a tournament and the BLPA merchandise was for sale there. Um, and it's also available online. And, it, but then like just other stuff like, oh, do I get a discount on this? Do I, and it's just like, 
guys, like the price, like the yeah. price is the price. Like I'm, I'm literally thinking about just charging like a thousand dollars for every tournament, Ben. Every yeah, single just discount it. Yeah, just discount it to like four hundred. Discount it to the regular price. Yeah, it'd be like, well, you got your discount, right? I mean, here, here it is. Like, yeah. here's your six hundred dollar discount. Don't you feel good? So yeah, hoodies, hoodies three hundred bucks, but because you're a part of the DPLPA, we'll give you a two hundred dollar discount. Exactly, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, but anyway, Ben, I, listen, you know, we talk all the time. I love your league. Obviously, I'm not getting to play much because I'm gone all the time. But soon, soon I'll be back, hopefully, and slowing down. Then we get the Canadian tourneys. I know you're coming to Lake Louise, which is going to be, uh, it's going to be. Oh, it's gonna, I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be so much fun. I would announce. I, I, I would announce a couple other tournaments, Ben. But we've kind of we we we've been going through this cycle where when I'll announce what we're going to do on the podcast, and other companies will take the idea, and 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 try to do them. So I'm going to wait now. I've learned wow. to, I've learned to just wait, like say, okay, I have this idea. Wait till it's opened. And then that way they can't try to steal my thunder. Cause I love wow. thunder. I love Take thunder. it as a compliment. Well, you know what? I've, I, I listened to Drake's new album and he had a line uh, in there that kind of sums it up. Uh, it's it, it, he basically said, listen, Drake is probably Canadian uh, Canada's best poet at this point in time. Um, he, uh, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, this imitation yeah. isn't flattery. It's just annoying me. And that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> I'm just annoyed at it now. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll show them. I, I can't really show them other by don't announce it and just kind of, you know, come with the gusto uh, when I open registration, like just from out of nowhere. So no one knows what's coming. So that's oh. what I plan on doing. Often imitated, never duplicated. I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always thought it'd be funny if I just start making up nonsense. Oh, this is what I'm <laughs> going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then see if they actually try to replicate it. Like, oh, I'm going to throw a circus in the middle of my hockey tournament with like lions and, and, you know, carnival rides and then see if they say, Hey, here we go. We got this new tournament. That's got a carnival in the middle of it. And I'd be like, yeah, of course. Just setting them up Just, so you can knock them down. Exactly, exactly. But uh, Ben, like hey, hey, thanks for thanks for joining me. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll see you. I know I'll see you in Lake Louise, but hopefully I'll see you way before then. Uh, appreciate you coming on and kind of uh, helping helping me drop some knowledge on some beer leaguers. No man, thanks for I, having me on for I, sure. And we'll definitely uh, when you're back in town, give me a show. We'll always have a spot. There's always ice somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and I got the golf going. I just got our first three teams signed up today for golf in Scottsdale. But I know it's kind of hard with COVID and coming from the U.S. But golf is coming. Oh, I'm excited. I'm in there too. Awesome, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Yo, crack open a cold one. The BLPA Big Show. All right, guys, I got a special guest today on the BLPA Big Show. This is a guy that you've probably, if you've, if you've been running the Beer League Circles, you've probably seen this event because it's a, it's a big event that he puts on. And this is uh, Mac Caputo, and he puts on an event called the Mustache Classic, and it's in honor of Movember. If you don't know what Movember is, you're probably living under a rock. But in November, obviously, all of us beauties grow uh, beautiful dusters, and we do it to raise awareness for not only prostate cancer, but also suicide awareness and prevention in men. And so Matt kind of jumped on it and said, you know what? I want to do it in my own way. And he created this event called the mustache classic. And it's no joke. I mean, these guys are raising uh, more money playing hockey 
than some NHL team fan bases. So I wanted to have him on the show because we're getting close to that Movember thing, and I want to do some Movember stuff. So I thought, what better way to kick off uh, the idea of getting some Movember stuff going, raise some, raising some money for this stuff, than to get Matt on the show. So Matt's here with us. Matt, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Nick, thanks so much for having me on today. I really do admire just everything you do with the Beer League Players Association and the, and the Facebook page. I know that it, uh, it really enhances the sense of community that, that everybody who plays uh, feels. Well, hey, thank you very much. And, you know, for us, the goal is always uh, the mission uh, is to connect the world with sport and then use sport to make the world a better place. And, and uh, there's no one that's that's doing that more than you are with the Mustache Classic. So I, I'm actually honored to have a chance that, that you were able to chisel out some time to talk to me and, and the people in the BLPA about this thing, because I think events like this are really important and really cool. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer if you have a platform, you should use it for good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Mustache Classic, where it started, what it is, and, and I mean, geez, I'm going to spill the beans now and say you raised like 20 three grand last year for this. And I'm going to guess yeah, close to that. Yeah. A little in, more, something like that. <laughs> yeah. In, a, like in, that. Co- in COVID too, uh, the COVID era. And yeah, so in the middle of COVID and, uh, and with, uh, with a few hurdles and, and obstacles to climb over, but it was, uh, it was, first of all, uh, you know, I thank you for that uh, very generous introduction, but uh, I can tell you that, I can tell you that, um, you know, I had always wanted to do something uh, related to men's cancer and, and uh, you know, kind of suicide. My dad had lost his own father uh, at a very, very young age. Maybe my dad was five. I don't even know. Uh, he'd lost his own father to, to men's cancer. Very treatable, which is testicular cancer, which is very treatable today uh, with early detection. But... You know, my dad kind of missed out on that experience. And at first, when I did Movember, I always kind of felt like I was honoring the grandfather that I never met, his memory, uh, which I ha- which I didn't have one of my own, obviously. Mm-hmm. And my dad had very few. But um, a few years ago now, a good friend of mine who was not a hockey player, uh, he, he was a he was a hockey enthusiast, though. Uh, he like he liked the Rangers, but uh, he. he He's taken his own life, and uh, it just really affected me and impacted me at the time. I had always wanted to mix, you know, one of the sports that I'm passionate about with uh, with the Movember Foundation's kind of mission to fund a lot of these programs that that do help, uh, you know, men that are dealing with men's cancer, uh, you know, testicular cancer, prostate cancer. These are the two big ones, and then suicide. So so very common among men. Uh, Movember has kind of fostered a lot of programs that that support people that are in need in those situations. Uh, my, my goal was to always kind of combine something. But when, when my friend Richard passed away, uh, I'll be honest with you, it got, it got me in a bad place for about maybe two years, you know, where I was kind of down. Uh, about the whole thing and uh he was a guy that i looked up to when i was much younger in my high school years and uh I, like i said i wanted to do something that that, that could kind of that could kind of bridge the gap between raising money and and having some type of fundraiser and 
creating an event that guys felt like they were a part of, you know, um, similar to the great stuff that you guys do with, uh, with your deck stuff, you know, which is, just, you know, it's like, it's so awesome. Uh, but, but what I, what I wanted to do was, you know, we have a lot of guys in New York city that, that they're either coming back to hockey. Um, you know, they've been it in their whole life or they've, uh, you know, they're getting into it later in life. And it just seemed like there was a group of these people in New York. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to put something together up in Danbury, Connecticut, which everybody knows now as the home of the Danbury Trashers. Two years ago, I, I, I had to explain to every single person who signed up for this event why I wanted to do it there. But now it just needs no explanation <laughs> uh, if you watch, that, if you that... watch the great YouTube. Uh, pardon me. If you, if you watch the, uh, the great Netflix film by the uh uh the the way brothers uh the, it was just you know it, it really showed what it definitely showed uh some of the fun elements and a lot of what what you know what makes Danbury like a great little hockey town mm-hmm. there's a great arena uh there's a great brewery there's great fans all over a great sports bar so that, that's why i chose to do it there two years ago but now Obviously, with this film, we're getting a lot of people who who want to try and make it out this year. So there's there's that. So what I wanted to do, just I guess to, to finally answer your question, is I, I wanted to create an event with the Mustache Classic where we could galvanize you know, the business community and make them aware of some of these issues in, in terms of men's cancer and suicide. And then, you know, I wanted to create a support system uh, for all of these, for all of these guys who play beer league hockey, we have a lot of divorced guys, a lot of single, single guys, or young guys that are just kind of around and lost. We have retired guys that are just looking to be around younger guys, and, and a lot of these conversations that we're having, uh, you know, sometimes about family, sometimes about our health, sometimes about our jobs. You know, I, I was like, this is, you know, the beer league community is actually such a great place to be uh, when when you're dealing with these type of things. So I, I wanted to celebrate the network and the, and the spirit of the, I guess, you know, teamwork, I guess you could say, or you know, the camaraderie that exists uh, when you have people that are, that are together on a beer league team, because ultimately they become your friends. Yeah. You I, know, don't, it, I don't think people realize, uh, you know, obviously my wife thinks that I just go out and, get drunk and, and party and do all that stuff. And they don't realize that, you know, beer league teams, That's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, I mean, it is right. You sit around the parking lot and drink beer, but I don't think people yeah. realize uh, beer league is a term of endearment. What really beer league is, is, is connecting with, with people like yourself that, that become your support system, your friends, basically your family really, you know, I mean, I talk to a lot of my beer league, you know, uh, teammates more than I talk to my own brother. And, I think that that's a, a part that a lot of people miss that, especially they didn't grow up uh, playing team sports or maybe, and don't play team sports now is, is, is how, how like central your team is to your life. Like they become like lifelong 100%. brothers and sisters, right? Well, yeah, that, that's exactly it. It's a funny thing because uh, that's something that we saw right away is that some of the people that, that came together. We had guys come down from upstate New York, uh, different different nearby parts of New England, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. Uh, some guys came in from Pennsylvania, 
we have somebody coming in from Ohio this year. We have uh, people that are coming back to the tournament from Arizona. So it's one of these things where the, the, the best part for me is when I can look at my Facebook page and I see that, you know, the guys from New Jersey are commenting on the guys from Connecticut stuff and the guys from Connecticut are commenting on the guys from Staten Island stuff. And it just, it becomes, as you know, how social media is, mm-hmm. such a social media that it's a never-ending cycle of comments and likes, you know? So uh, it, it's really great to see that camaraderie. We have a lot of that. I mean, and, and to be quite frank, like, we, I don't think in the, like, people take it for granted. In the New York City area, sometimes we don't have enough of this fun stuff. Like, there's, I don't know, you know, I think we're in a crowded market. We're in a fragmented market. People don't try and do some of the stuff that you guys do every week and some of the, you know, and what I've been able to do with the help of some great guys uh, with the with the Mustache Classic. Well, I think it's, uh, I think people it's, don't try it's and hard. do it's, it in the city as much. It's it, hard. It's not that the it, reason they don't do it is because it's hard. Yeah, I mean, you you, you can't please everyone because you have and you need a lot of money. I mean, you know? yeah, you need a lot of money. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Chelsea Piers, like to rent ice there. It's you know a thousand bucks an hour, um, it, it, and you can't get any. It. You know, and then you know even we looked and we were looking at I think city, the city rinks, and yeah. um, they said yeah yeah we'll get you some ice during this time, and and so we were all gung ho to to do an event there. And then all of a sudden they came back and said, Oh, sorry, we can't make it work. I mean, there's just so many people in, in, in New York, you know, obviously in the city, I mean, it's one probably one of the most populated cities. Well, it's gotta be up there in the world, you know, but I mean, it, it's just one of those things where you have so yeah. many people and, and limited space. And, you know, I thought old uh, Messier's, I don't know if they ever got that uh, armory thing up to add seven more sheets of ice. Uh, but no, it never happened. Yeah, that, so, was a, yeah, that was a vague wet dream that, that, that kind of, yeah, I was kind of never came to fruition. But yeah, I mean, it's well, it's hard to I'll do it in you, some I'll, places. I'll, I'll tell you the issue. You hit it right on the head. It's why we don't even have a bigger high school scene here. I mean, we're we're smack in the middle of the Northeast. You know, you're you're near Long Island. You're near New Jersey. You're near Connecticut. There's no reason we we don't have a bigger kind of high school hockey scene. The reason is we don't have enough rinks, yep. and the high schools really can't. You know, it's a, it's a it, listen. It, it is a physical sport. Uh, it is a sport that does require insurance, and uh, you know another thing is it's just it, the real estate is just crazy valuable. Yep. And the places that you w- and the places that you would put a rink are kind of far from the train and inaccessible. I play at the Aviator Center. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows the Federal Hockey League uh, might know the the Aviators from the first season, couple of seasons of the FHL. Well, I play there now on Tuesday nights. As a matter of fact, we were there last night. And it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. You know, if you don't have a car, it's miserable to get there. And shout out to shout out to our teammate, Rick huh. the Rocket. He just turned 60 years old. He takes the bus there from the Bronx every Tuesday. So oh, boy. I don't know if you guys have uh, noisemakers on <laughs> on this yeah, show well, like they do on the radio station. Yeah, but, I mean, I can find shout something. Shout out to Rick. Uh, well, you know, you know, you're, you, you talk about, you talk about the real estate and I think a lot of people don't understand how much it costs to run a rink. I mean, uh, at best, a lot of rinks are break even propositions, right? And why would you, why would you take, uh, you know, New York real estate, put a rink in that doesn't make money when you can put so much other stuff that can make money. And I mean, it's, it's really easy to fill an ice rink in in, you know, the prime time. But the reason why rinks don't make money is because, you know, you can't, you can't fill up the 
you know, 8 a.m.s to, to 4 p.m., right? The, the, the truth is, the truth is I'm convinced that nothing makes money in New York <laughs> and everything is just for sure. Everything is just for show and clout. If you've got a big store in Times Square or something like that, you just want people to take pictures outside that store in front of your logo. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's all true. you're in it for because I, I'm not, I'm not really sure if, uh, if that's reality, you know, that, that, that all these places are turning a profit, but I don't see their books. Yeah. Well, the, you know? Hey, the Rangers are the most valuable franchise in the NHL, right? So something's making money. The Yankees. I mean, I guess all the sporting it's teams, because, right? It's because of the corporate opportunities. They, yeah, they can true. sell more corporate opportunities than any other, than any other. It's changing now because you're seeing people reclaim Long Island and parts of Jersey. Not as much as I, I think it's, yeah, it's a lot of Jersey being reclaimed, but you know, like people are reclaiming Long Island. What I mean by that is people who grew up there staying and mm-hmm. people who grew up there are returning to live there, to buy homes there. So I think that the Islanders have, have taken a boost by retaining a lot more local people than, than probably any other part of the metropolitan area. And now that the Islanders are winning a lot more, a lot more businesses are willing to get involved. Yep. With a great organization like the Islanders that does a ton for the mustache plastic, forget about it. <laughs> Every year they give us stuff to hand out, and they they, they do great stuff for us. You know what I mean? The, so, the Rangers and the, the are, Devils. Are you an you know, Islander? They, we haven't had much contact with. So you're you're an I Islanders am, fan. Uh, I am, but but I'm going to keep it a hundred percent real with you, bro. <laughs> If I ever felt like the Islanders disrespected the Mustache Classic, I wouldn't be fr- I wouldn't be a fan of theirs anymore. Well, to be honest, then who would you so, root for? Would you root for so the Rangers? I, I then? can only say I can only say that I can only say that they've done a lot to help us. Really. Well, I, I, I like when I see the the pro teams get involved, especially with beer leaguers. I I always I always laugh because you know I t- I have these conversations sometimes with teams. I remember one with the Nashville Predators, and you know their goal is you know, NHL teams want to build, uh, they, they want to build fans. Sure. It's you build hockey players yeah. so, you, so you can put them in the seats at your games. And I always said, I, I, do, I guess I, I'm missing it because you guys market to, to, to only the kids. Like, why aren't you marketing, you know, to the beer leaguers? Because me as a dad, you, you get me in the, in the seats, you're probably getting my kid in the seats. And so, you, you know, you're, you're getting, uh, you're killing two birds with one stone. And so I always said, it's, it's just weird that all these hockey companies, same with equipment. Like, why doesn't Bauer focus way more on the beer league? Because, you know, if I'm wearing Bauer, my, I'm probably going to buy my kid Bauer, right? And so it, that, that's always yeah, funny. You, you, you and I see you and I see things alike. You, well, we're geniuses. Yeah, alike, we're, we're way you. smarter than everybody. And, <laughs> and, I, and, 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 and to compliment the other two teams in the area, listen, you know, as far as the Rangers, they do a lot of great stuff Thursday night. Uh, you know, Thursday night, the Rangers uh, are allowing a do of fairly often now as they allow the fire department team to play uh, the police department team. That'll be a big game on Thursday night. And that'll be certainly something great that uh, uh, Madison Square Garden and the New York Rangers are, are you're definitely a part of. Uh, so and then and as far as the New Jersey Devils look, man, uh, I had the time of my life and anybody that's from. Anybody that's from New York City or North Jersey or around that, that listens to this show, they're going to know it's a, the practice facility at the Devil's Prudential Center. I don't know what the policy is now, and, and I understand it's been changed, but 
I had the most fun playing hockey in the Devil's Practice facility in Newark. It's 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 a it's a beautiful facility. The lighting is just unbelievable. The ice is great. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very nice. It's like a mini, almost like a mini arena with seating and stuff. So okay, uh, I'll have I, to look I, at that I for index. That, yeah, yeah, I can say that. Um, I can say that for sure. I, again, I don't know what the policy is now, but I know in the past they were very accommodating to beer leagues and and to. Uh, I believe we had some type of. A, I wasn't uh, directly involved, but I believe there was some type of first responders games and stuff like that that have been held there. So I, I, you know, I want to compliment all the teams in the New York area because, uh, they do, they all do do something just, uh, you know, and then forget it. The, the, the Rangers have a, have a lot of things, to do. but For sure. you know, it, it really, my event, my event to be a hundred percent honest with you, we, it sounds crazy. We wanted to do the Danbury trashers mustache classic event like that. We wanted to, you know, our, our whole event was based off like cult and, and, and beer league hockey. You know what I mean? And we yep. started, we started in 2019 with you know about 30 guys coming from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, PA uh, to get together. We just played one game, and we had these awesome jerseys, and everybody loved them, and and we had a really fun time. And I made it. I just I just went out there and I tried my best to put everything together. You know what I mean? I I arranged for us to play a little hockey. Uh, have a uh, a trip to TK's uh, this awesome place in Danbury that has 76 flavors of wings. The guy's been open over 30 years. Uh, and then there's a brewery in town. We stopped there the first year. And then after that, we went back to the arena to watch the local professional team play. And that was a blast. And we've done kind of a variation on that. We've had the, the wings come to the brewery now because we have so many more people that we have to put everybody in the parking lot. But what I wanted to do was we, we didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything other than the fact that we were going to get cool jerseys, which everybody gets excited over. Um, I didn't want to do anything that was like, kind of like what the NHL or whoever does. This was kind of going to be something of our own design. And that's why I got with uh, a really awesome dearly guy. Uh, named Rick Ziegler. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had Rick on your show. He runs the New Haven Raiders. No, I have not. Uh, Nick is just a, a, a Rick is just a fantastic guy, and I, you know, I I say this, uh, you know, with all due respect to everybody, I just don't know too many guys that do more in the name of beer league hockey uh, than Rick. You know, he's he's a family man. He's he's a hockey lifer. And that that organization is a beer league team. They have a couple of teams going, have a couple of sets of uniforms, and they also raise he he through his raffle system and all the stuff that he does to uh, stuff that he does to really uh, use his team name to do good. I mean, they, they've donated money to local charities, local people in need. Um, you know, so I, first I got with Rick and then I teamed up with another guy down here by the name of Mark Weiss, who runs a team, uh, called the Staten Islanders and his, his group of guys, they play every Friday, you know, they've, they've safely done skates and stuff, uh, in the last year, however, however long this whole thing has been going on. And 
you know, those two guys really helped me not only as, uh, you know, an organizer, but, you know, those, those guys are the guys that I was, that I wanted to kind of, you know, honor by putting this thing together. The guys that, you know, the beer league organizers that have so much on their plate, they have to suspend guys, they have to pay the rink and the rest and, and all this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's who we did it for. We kind of did it so that, and honor the good guys in beer league and 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 everything just started falling into place like it, it you know uh last year a lot of people uh you know were looking for stuff to do they wanted to get involved and you know uh somehow some way uh i got you know somehow some way doug smith and i we we, we got in touch with each other i guess you could say and he came down and, uh, you know, Doug is the in- inspiration for the movie Goon, you know? Yep. Um, and I just can't say enough about just the integrity of the guy and, and, and how, how much, you know, he's an ambassador for hockey that, that goes out there and he's, he's a real positive image for people. He encourages everybody he plays with. He's, He's so willing with his time, and uh, I—I I can't even tell you like what he meant to me last year. You know, we—you know, just like any event, there's some snafus and things that came up, and he really rolled up his sleeves and helped me out. So I, I have to credit Doug, uh, Doug Smith, and really everybody that that participated last year. It was a tough year to get through, and I think in the end, people were happy that we did it the way we did it, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, we, we heard about it, and we, you know, we already talked about how much money you guys raised. Why don't you tell people, one, when is this year's event, and can can more people get involved? Are you looking for more players? What, what's the details with that? Well, the thing is, is that there, there's always an opportunity for people to sign up. Uh, listen, a lot of people want to come this year, we're, you know, we kind of have to keep it to like 60, 60, uh, like about 60 skaters because it's just, it's just really tough to do it all in one day. Um, if, if you're going to do it all in one day like that, which is just, it's just preferred for so many people that are involved because I, the way, you know, I don't want to do anything that's just hockey because I just feel like there are so many, there are so many, um, options for for like hockey heavy ice time heavy events and this is more like you know i've got a few tricks up my sleeve for the banquet this year so it's it's going to go down on november 20th in danbury connecticut and it, uh, it's going to start very early so i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna remind people now the podcast to drop at 8 a.m uh that morning for us to get everything in in one day but it's going to be a blast I, uh, and what what was that I'm date again? I'm going to make an announcement, ho- hopefully in a couple of weeks, about uh, certain entertainment that we're going to have at the uh, the banquet party in between our hockey and the professional hockey game in town at 7 p.m. So, you know, I just try and make it different. I, I want every year to feel a little different than the last. I want I don't just want the jersey to be the thing that made the event different. Uh, from years in the past, you know, I, I, I really rather this be, we play a little hockey and we feel like we played hockey and then, you know, really kind of celebrating what we're doing with Movember and celebrating hockey at the same time. 
Yeah, for sure. And and I'm sorry, I, I might have missed it. What did you say the, the date was? I want to mark it down on my calendar here. It's going to be November 20th, 20, obviously 2021, in Danbury, Connecticut. It's uh, the weekend before American Thanksgiving. Hey, you know? I, man, I, like I'm American, obviously, but I live in Canada, so I, I love having two Thanksgivings. But it, like you, oh, they man. don't like my family. Like I mean, obviously we do the turkey and stuff. But then I, like I'm like, well, what do I do for my Thanksgiving? You know, in Canada, well now there's restaurants here that'll cook a whole like a turkey dinner, and you can go pay thirty bucks, and they load you up with the dinner and take it home. And it's this, pl- this place that I go to is like a it's a it's a smokehouse, but a, 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 and a whiskey bar. And man, it is it is something else, man. I I, I can't. That's one thing I look for. I, I always loved U.S. Thanksgiving, but now I even look forward to it more in Canada because this place's food is so good. So I'll have to uh, check my schedule and see if I can uh, find a way to swing out there and, and check out the event. I think that would be a, a really cool thing oh, to man. check out and see. That would be fantastic if you did because it's just, you know, you, you know, um, I, I'm going to have some official announcements in, in, in a few weeks, but but the truth is, it's one of those things, like, I don't think that, you know, you need, that's another thing, like, there's so many events out there, right? And I, I don't feel like you need to come to this every single year if, if you're overwhelmed with events, but it, it really is a one-off. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to do this, so, like, it sounds crazy, but, like, everything that I do with it is almost illogical. It's like, I just make it work. I like Somehow it. Somehow at the end. Hey, you know? I, hey, I'm 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 right there, bud. That's how I just I just dream something up and then try to make it happen. Hundred percent, and and that's and that's another thing. Like I, you know, I I tell people, um, people kind of often ask me, you know, uh, how do I do something like this? Like, you know, especially like, you know, right around the time that I'm trying to get stuff ready for mine, people kind of it just happens. Like people kind of get in touch with me and pick my brain about it. And it's one of those things. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with anybody in terms of a charity event. Right. Um, and a charity event that's really, you know, I, I really always wanted to be more like a, you know, more like a road trip than a, than a, than a charity of like than a tournament. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But, uh, I, I, I it's one of those things where if you don't have somebody that wants to give you a substantial amount of money to do it, it's impossible to do it the way that I'm trying to do it because I, I'm not putting the pressure. That, that's why it sells out so fast because I'm not putting the pressure on the people that are coming to the event. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's yep. almost like, it's almost like the old Vice magazine, right? Canadians will know what I mean. The magazine was like free most places, but if you put it on eBay, you could get like a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things. It's kind of similar to that, where it's like I don't really want to charge people five hundred. But I mean, I've seen some tournaments that just take place at Chelsea Piers or or, or at you know places that people usually just play their regular beer league games at I've seen them charge almost 500 bucks and I don't blame anybody for doing it that way because that's one way to do it and it takes less time to 
do that than what I do, which is I go out and I solicit sponsors. You know what I mean? Like corporate, yep. corporate people that are willing to donate just to, like just to us and just to our mission before November even gets money. And then as the money starts to pour in from signups and stuff like that, then we start to move what we have left over over to donations. But really, a lot of people are just trying to try, you know, I saw something where they were charging veterans to play against, you know, the, I'm not going to say too much, but they were charging veterans to do something. And I was like, so you want this vet to pay this much and then raise this much, which to me, it, it's the same thing. Yeah, he has to pay yep. one amount plus another amount to actually play in a game. I just don't think that's right, man. You know, it's like I, I'd rather – I've had more success talking to companies, talking to, you know, hockey equipment companies and, and different hockey-related companies, letting them know what we're doing. And I've had more success with them sending me products uh, that I can then reward people who raise money with. I mean, last year we gave away a super decor, uh, you know, eye slides, like a few guys won pairs of eye slides. It just goes on and on. Tovey hockey sticks. Uh, I mean, it, it, Island Gentleman always good with us. Uh, Body armor, sports drink, always good with us. I mean, the list, Pro Stock Hockey is one of my biggest uh, supporters through the years now. And it's just one of those things where it's like th these companies have stuff, even if it's a gift certificate, and they, they, they want they want to get beer league players familiar with their, their yep. business too. So 100%. to me, it's, it's a win-win. It, it, it's been a win-win on my end where I have more people that are excited about this than I do debating over whether they want to pay some, some pricey, you know, pricey fee to be in a tournament, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we run tournaments and, and that's how I do my living. But for me, it's, you know, I know there's, uh, there's, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? And there's a lot of people that do it. I mean, even, right. even for us, like, even though we do charge tournaments, like we also do things like we, we did a, one of our draft experiences where anyone that was active duty or, or retired military veterans, uh, we, we paid for them to come play. Like we just said, the tournament's free, come, come play with us. Right. So, you know, I, I, I like that, you know, there's, there's all these different ways to do things. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really on board with mustache classic and any way the BLPA can help. Let me know. I'm really, you know, as soon as I get off phone here, I'm going to check my schedule, meaning uh, my wife. And say, hey, you know, I, yeah. I think I want to be out here to check it out. You know, let's see if we, if I if, if I can find a way to make it work. So, um, before we get out of here, because I, I don't want to keep you all day, um, what where can people find out more information about uh, Mustache Classic? And not only players, but if if a business that that uh, a player is is involved with wants to get involved, how how can they get involved and, and find Mustache Classic? Well, that's that's exactly uh, that's a that's a great question, and, that, and that's exactly what made. And I think that's exactly what makes um, the mustache classic a little different. Is like, look, here's how it works, right? So everybody who is signed up for the event is going to play in the event. I, I, you know, it's 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 always a little wrangling to get 60 people to do anything, especially during the pandemic with all these excuses. But anybody that's playing can sign up on Movember.com join our mustache classic team with their profile that they 
they create on their site. And even if you're not coming into the game, even if you live on the other side of the continent, you could still be part of the Mustache Classic team and we can still raise money. And I think what's great about it is, is we like to think that we are the elite entry into this thing. You know what I mean? It's, 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 there's some other groups, but I think for the most part, you know, last year we were, you know, we were sick with the, the New Jersey Devils trying to do the fundraising part. So I'm most active on Instagram. You can go to at Mustache Classic. We are about to kind of relaunch our website, which is mustacheclassic.com. It's uh, M-O-S-C-H-E-C-L-A-S-S-I-C.com. Uh, uh, so that that really is the best way to get in touch with us. Uh, I'm Mr. Matt. Mr. Mr. Period Matt Caputo at gmail.com. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, but I think that that's the big difference um, between kind of doing a beer league experience tournament and kind of being part of what we're doing, which is kind of like here's the thing: if I can get sixty guys to to sign up for this event, to then sign up for November November dot com. Sign up as a member of our team on Movember.com. And if each of them can raise a thousand dollars in, you know, we literally have, you know, basically all of October and November to raise the money. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure. So it, 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 it's not impossible for every guy that signs up to raise a thousand dollars. If that happens, we raise sixty thousand dollars without even talking to a sponsor or or you see like it's i'm trying to get people involved that are going to go out there and crowdsource in some ways you know and i don't think that that necessarily means you have a big instagram following the guy who won it all last year he, he didn't have a ton of instagram followers he was just relentless and he, he had special intentions because his stepdad passed away. But he went out there and raised thousands, and he was rewarded for it. We had all these prizes. I know he gave some away, I believe, to a veterans uh, organization. But uh, and he, I think he kept some too. But that's okay. So it, it's that that's my goal with it. My goal is not really to, you know, my goal is not really to put together some some event that is even really hockey heavy in terms of uh playing and skating it's it's a one-day experience to celebrate being a part of this fundraising drive you know more than more than a tournament and more than anything else it's, i like to say it's a big party and an excuse that for most people to go away from home yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what, how we try to brand our tournaments too. And I think that's what a lot of people look forward to. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to, to wrap this up and, and say, you know, you, you're doing great things, man. And I, and I really respect all the things you're doing. I, I, I look and I watch it and I, I've, I've been stoked to kind of watch it grow and, and hopefully I can get out there and, and check it out if, if you guys will have me and uh, just keep, keep grinding, man. I mean, keep, keep trying to make the world a better place using hockey. I really appreciate that because uh, you just put in so much work. And when I see the camaraderie and the, uh, the level of interaction and community that people find on, especially your, your beer league players association, Facebook page, it's really heartwarming because you know, uh, a lot of people, um, for a lot of people, hockey is a big part of their life, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, to, to just be able to exchange ideas and connect with other teams and players and, 
and kind of feel that sense of, uh, you know, uh, sense of being kindred in, in the hockey in the hockey realm. It's, it's just awesome. And, and I really want to thank you, man, for having us on. And I hope that maybe offline uh, in the next couple of days we could talk about a way to work together, you know what I mean? Because I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of beer league players association people that could get involved with this, even just wanting to support the mustache classic. And uh, we, there's definitely a way we can work on it together. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, you, you have all my information. So uh, any, anything, any thoughts or anything you want to run past me, I'm down. I'm, I'm fully support you guys and whatever you do. I'll try to my best to, to, to make it better. And uh, I really appreciate the kind words about the BLPA. You kind of hit the nail on the head on what it's all about. And so that's, uh, that makes me happy that, that people are kind of seeing that vision and, and buying into it and seeing, seeing that, that that's, that's why it's been so successful. So thank you for all you do, Matt. And uh, to every, anyone listening, uh, you know where you can find them, uh, go check them out. And who knows, maybe we're going to have a mustache classic slash BLPA collab coming out soon. So keep your eyes out for that. And uh, we'll, we'll chat with you soon, Matt. Nick, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You take care. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you're digging the show, support us. Patreon.com slash BLPA. The most greatest. All right. So that's it. And you heard from, from Matt with the Mustache Classic. They're raising money. Movember. I'm trying to get out there to go to that game, but I don't think I'm going to grow a mustache mainly because I can't, but I think it'd be a pretty cool thing to do. Um, are, are you a Movember guy, Jason? Well, you have the beard, so you're not really going to shave your beard yeah. to grow a mustache. But, yeah, it's tough for me because uh, I'm too ugly with without the full beard, so I can't go mustache. I don't know if I've ever seen you without your beard. I uh, No, we haven't known each other since before the beard. There are pictures out there. I would prefer those that have them don't share them. Uh, Interesting. But it's, man, I bet, not good. I bet Frank would show me for sure. I he probably and yeah. he has some 100% sure. he would so so hey maybe we'll get some BLPA uh, Movember stuff going maybe I mean maybe I can even get in the uh the mustache classic and we'll raise money uh as, I'll raise money as the BLPA and everyone can just kind of toss money in um spe- speaking of raising money for the BLPA I was trying to buy a website a URL and it was just blpa.com you know how much money they want for that thing Man, I uh, I know that anytime you go with initials, anything four or less is pretty insane. $27,610. Yeah. So when, when the when the internet boomed, uh, initials were the first websites that were bought. Like I said, basically any four random letters or less together uh, were bought up by people and they own them now. And as you said, they're looking to get paid on them. That's so. crazy. And listen, I have offered, like I offered them like 2500 bucks. And they said no. Yeah. Um, and then, then I just, just because it wasn't binding, uh, then this has been, this that was probably seven months ago out from that one. I offered them $10,000 and they won't even write me back. Wow. 10,000 bucks. I mean, how long have they had it? Like, you know what I'm saying? At some, right. At some point you think you want to get paid on it, you know, but basically I guess what I'm saying is that we have 20,000, 200 members in the BLPA. If every member gave $2, I would be able to buy it and then have some money left over to do cool things with like cocaine. Sounds, sounds like a Kickstarter idea to me. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to go Kickstarter cause then the Kickstarter gets some of the money. 
yeah. You know what I'm true. saying? Like just just Patreon yeah. me. Like if everyone if everyone goes go. if everyone go listen, am I gonna have to make like a Sarah McLaughlin like sad dog commercial, but it's sad <laughs> beer leaguers? The arms <laughs> of an angel far away. And it's just it's just me looking sad in different hockey jerseys to to raise this money. I'll do that. I'd pay two bucks for that. I think I, sure. I, I I'm gonna make that video anyway and just pull it out for anything. Like oh th- they ripped off my ID again, and then play that video of just me looking sad. Oh Perfect. I didn't win the A championship. Here's that video of me just looking sad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's the episode It's a long one. So if you, uh, if you, if you got long drives, if you're sitting at work, hopefully you were entertained. Let me know if, if, uh, Jason made the cut we should do like a, uh, BLPA has got talent to be the, the big up co-host. Do you think, do you think you'd be yeah, in on I that? Like it. Would, would you be, would you, would you I, compete? For sure. You know, I've always been told I have a face for radio, so me I too. think I was, uh, I was built for it. Me too. Me, uh, me. That's why I've started doing podcasting. Like, yeah, I got a pretty yeah. nice, I got a pretty nice voice. You do too. Um, and so I, I think, and listen, this is unedited voice. I haven't even put any like nice smooth bass or anything in it. I would probably, if I knew how to do that stuff, I'd probably sound good as fuck. But I'm, this is just natural. Just like Limbach over there. That's just our natural voice. I know it's hard yeah. to believe. It's hard to believe that these are our natural voices, but they are. And so I hope while you're at work, while you're on your way, to and from the rink, or maybe you're just hanging out on a Saturday. Maybe your wife's at Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. And you're just getting a little you time that we entertained you and you enjoyed listening to the sounds of our voices. Before we go, you should follow us on every single social media channel, the BLPA. You can follow me at Nicker Jones everywhere, except Instagram. There it's the Nicker Jones. You can follow Limbacher on Twitter at Beer League Jason. Maybe we can get him to change it to BLPA Jason. And uh, outside of that, come play hockey with us. Come play golf with us. We got some softball stuff on the go. We're going to Iceland. I'm working on Tokyo, Japan. I just had a conversation today with a guy in Dubai. So we got a lot of shit on the go. And uh, hopefully you guys will, will come. And remember, remember, Jason, I want you to remember this too. Lots of different tournaments out there. Lots of different draft tournaments. Lots of them. But there's only one draft experience. Be good or be good at it.